Balling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Logroño, Spain. A sorceress named Antonia was being burned at the stake when she used necromancy to pull all vampires within 20 miles from their sleep into the daylight. Priests, nuns, and my maker. They all burned. I was in Granada, where I too would have burned. Vampire priests? Do you know nothing of our history? Vampires have often found it advantageous to maintain a hidden presence in humanity's most powerful institutions. And in the 1600s, that was the Catholic Church. And today, as you all know, it's Google and Fox News. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Okay. All right. What is this? One fifty. Five. Five. Right, 155. Nice. So. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. 206-338-3094. All righty. So All we got right. some new stuff. We're back in GarageBand this week. Um, and I have a new soundboard, so we'll see how that works. Yay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what was I going to say? There's something I wanted to come out with. I have no idea. Straight. Um, fuck. Oh, I saw Harry Potter. Oh, did you? Oh, it was so fucking good. <laughs> well, I saw Green Lantern, and it wasn't. Yeah, Harry Potter was just, I fucking cried. Did you? Yeah. Uh, pussy. I am. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I am what I eat, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on. Ugh. Ugh, no. <laughs> um, so how, does, how do you explain being a huge dick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Wow. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's what she said. What? Yes, go ahead. Well what? done. That's what she said. Harry Potter was absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you it see was, it 2D or 3D? I saw 2D digital. Yeah. I don't think you need to see it. I don't 3D. think you need to see 3D. Um, you could see what was done 3D. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's a, a little tell, bit like, here and there. But, but it was 
so good. I was totally in the whole time. Just so incredibly good. Yeah. The only thing that took me a little out of it, uh-huh. um, when I can we talk spoilers? Spoilerish. If I you mean, say spoiler alert, I'm going to say spoiler then, alert. Then we can because I mean the book's been out for you know four years and that's true. Whatever. So anyway, um, at the part I had been listening to um, Kevin Smith on Hollywood Babylon. And listening to him talk about the scene where Snape dies. Okay. And he says to Harry, oh, you know, you have your mother's eyes. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? And then later you see Snape's memories. Right. Where, you right. know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, he sees that Harry has his mother eyes and kind of stuff. And, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith was saying that he he could see it. He, he, you know, he wanted to just sort of put it out there. And they had a discussion a little bit about whether that line when he says it to Harry would have been a little bit more had a little bit more of a kick to it mm. if that was kind of after you saw the memory okay if you knew what he said after the memory so so and like so when I'm watching that I'm sort of thinking about how that would have been done right and um and I'm thinking that if when Snape dies instead of seeing at the time Snape saying that to Harry, yeah. it was sort of like a like a whisper kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then after Harry sees the memories, uh-huh. right, he comes back, and then it sort of flashes for a quick second back to what Snape said to him when he died. And then that might have a little bit more of a of a kick to it. So I mean, you could argue back and forth either way, and it's yeah. a director choice kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because so, one way, one way, you, uh, if you haven't read the books or anything, if you just look at it as, as just a movie, you're wondering why the hell would he say that? That's yeah. kind of weird. And then you get the kick that you get the punch later on, right. where it's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, he loved her his whole life. Yeah, but okay. the thing is, I mean, didn't we know? I don't remember later. I mean, it's so tough because, like, I've heard. I had heard while I was watching the movies. I was hearing about later books and yeah. Well, Snape I, I thought his mom and shit. I thought some of that was in in <clears throat> six. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, you knew that Snape knew his parents, obviously. So, yeah. um, I, I certainly like... not to the extent. I mean, you didn't re- fully realize Snape's role in Harry's life the whole yeah. time. Yeah, until. It was this one here it was interesting fantastic it was really well done great great movie i the thing that got me where i got a little choked up i'll admit was um seeing you know the dead after you know one of the that was surprising you see you know george weasley is dead and that just that that just that's fucked up yeah you know um so just just a lot. It was you know a lot of people died off screen. Yeah, they didn't they didn't pull any punches with it. They just they kept pretty well to the book from what I hear. I haven't read the book. Yeah, I like still listening I, to the I, fourth book. I had said uh, to my wife after I'm like I appreciate the fact that they didn't go with like grandiose you know big dramatic deaths for each character. Right. It's like Tonks died. I like Tonks. Yeah. She, she was a good character, but she dies off screen. Yeah. Voldemort's big. Death. We said spoiler alert, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, his big death was very subdued and very kind of peaceful for him. When he died? Yeah. Yeah, he just sort of fell apart. Yeah, just disappeared. But it was it was well done. It could have been like a cracking or like he turned to stone and fell to pieces yeah. or whatever you do for, for dramatic visual reasons. But it was it was slow. 
I just mm-hmm. I, I like how they did that because he just sort of like just goes away, goes into the air, and yeah. he's just you know what he you're you know because I think it really does sort of drive home the whole look. You know what you are nothing. There's no substance to you. You are you are yeah. you're you're dust in the wind. Yeah, but you're, and you're and, and even that it's it's it, with the wind it's almost like everything is breathing a sigh of relief that he's gone. Right. <laughs> yeah exactly so it's interesting it was it was i was surprised i didn't uh, we rewatched the first movie yeah and if anything needs a special edition it's the first movie because you got the trolls from this the from the seven two yeah. or whatever you want to call it seven and a half eight how about we just call it's it eight eight and you compare it to the troll in in one, and it's yeah terrible, terrible. It was terrible at the time. I thought I what I like seeing going back to the first ones um, is seeing how much the kids, the three of them, grew as actors. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You and know? then that, but that's one of the arguments for the special effects. It's like the special effects got grimmer and darker and more dangerous. As time went on, because yeah. you have you have fluffy, it's big, round, puffy, three headed dog. Like, yeah, it's like a puppy, and then later on you have thestrals and you know really like mean looking things. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, was, it works, um, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see a troll with some weight to <laughs> it. It doesn't look like it's there. Yeah. But whatever. But yeah. Watching the kids, and I'm glad they didn't do like a like the Spy Kids thing where they show the kids when they were really young in the credits, and then they go through each movie and do a little of that. It was just here's, here's your fucking credits, get out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, it was really really well done. I liked it a lot. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what I was? I've been rewatching Thirty Rock lately, right? And I came across this episode. Where um, Jack Donaghy finds out that his father is this liberal from Vermont. Yes. It's played by Alan Alda. And I hadn't caught it before. And it's just one of these. I mean, the show, as I'm going on. Oh, you hadn't watching seen it this before? Show, no, I had seen it oh, before. Okay. I've seen everything before. But going through the show again, I, um, I, I'm, <laughs> you just dropped a knife and almost cut yourself. Um, it's all right. It wouldn't be the he worst keeps thing me I've ever here done. He keeps me here at night. Shut point. up. I mean, keep talking. <laughs> so um, call my family. <laughs> Stop my wife. Um, so so there's this scene where um, Tracy is, is like weeping about something in his past, his childhood or something like that. Something about a, like a chicken and he was a baby or something like that. Okay. And Alan Alder plays the guy who plays the guy who's Jack Donaghy's right. real dad. Alan Alda's playing. It's just like, wait, wait, wait. Are, are you really crying over a chicken and a baby? I thought this was a comedy show. <laughs> and I didn't catch it the first time I saw it. And But that was, did you ever see the, fun, yeah. the, the MASH finale when yeah. he's in therapy and he, you know, he kind of gets all super dramatic yeah, because you know the final scene in, in in that you know what what happens with him in that. If yeah. you haven't seen it, you know, folks, it's thirty years old, so I'm going to spoil it's, it. It's it's also you. one of the most like hardcore it, episodes of the show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't even like thinking about right because they're like I, I've seen the episode like twice. It's like they're they're at a checkpoint or something like yeah. that, and they're hiding from you know whoever the Chinese or something like that. Korean, it was the Korean War, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. They're um, 
Oh, I, I say Korean in quotes. Korean War. Yeah. Because it wasn't the Vietnam War. So, no, it was Korean. No, but... <laughs> so they're hiding, and, and, and as he's recounting this, this horrible thing in therapy, you know, there was this woman who had a chicken, and she kind of had to kill the chicken to keep it quiet, and then yeah. as his therapy goes continues, he it sort of comes out that the woman actually had to suffocate her baby to stop it from crying. Yeah. And so he was all fucked in the head about that. So. I, yeah, and I want to thank the, the show for just fucking everybody else in the head, too. I know, huh? there's, there's something we needed. Yeah. So um, From a comedy. Yeah, right. That's But that's what I, I thought was really, really, really... It was really funny. I hadn't caught it before. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that... Like, that's not something that's referenced very often. No. You don't, I mean, you don't get, that's only the second, I mean, MASH was a big popular but TV show. But it's so subtle, too, that, like, I knew that episode, and I knew yeah. the thing, but it, I never I never thought of it. Yeah, I hadn't caught it until I watched it, and I actually had to, like, I, I went back 30 seconds, <laughs> I've been watching it on Netflix on my phone, I went back 30 seconds, I'm watching, I'm like, motherfucker, that was awesome, and Mash again, big, huge, popular show. Yeah, um, and I'm like 60 episodes in on uh, on 30 Rock now. There's only one other Mash reference. Ah, uh, okay. And it's um where Tracy says that Kenneth is his radar O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, I thought that was just really interesting. I'm really enjoying watching that again. Hmm. Anyway, what do we got in the news? Um, oh, I thought there was something I was going to say too about Mash. Oh wait, you oh. do. There's a there's there's a mash there's an episode of Futurama called War is the H word, and there's a robot that's supposed to be um um oh, was it Hawkeye? What was the name of the character he played? Hawkeye was the other guy, right? No, Hawkeye was Alan Alda was, was Hawkeye, and his sidekick was um, Honeycut, oh, okay. B J Honeycut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the book is really funny too. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so. They're they're doing their their mash part because Bender okay. gets blown up and everything, and um, the robot doctor has a martini and his mask and a uh, a scalpel in 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 both hands, a mask yeah. on his face, right? And then um, he says, uh, "This isn't a war; it's a murder." And then he flips a switch on his side from maudlin to happy. He goes, it's not a war, it's a murder. And it's like, it's like but before that, at one point, Zoidberg says, oh, here comes the heavy stuff. And he like flips the switch again. And that's what MASH did. It went from joke to smack it's in the serious, face. Yeah. yeah. But I, th I thought it did it really well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. All right. Ready? First yeah, story. Watch it all again. Glenn Beck freaks out. Over multiracial Spider-Man blames Michelle Obama. What the fuck? Multiracial Spider-Man? Yeah. So Peter Parker is dead. Um, they Sorry? killed. They killed Peter Parker. Uh, in Are we talking of, in the comic? Yeah, in one okay, of the in one of the comic. Um, let me let me just get some backstory on this. Um, there has to be backstory because there has to be some sort of ramp up to stupid. Yeah, uh, new Spider-Man swinging into comic book shops following death of Peter Parker. Um, I don't want a giant ad for computers, thank you. Uh, let's see. New Yorkers take their fictional heroes seriously, so it may come as a shock to some that Peter Parker, the Queens native, 
whose destiny was forever altered, we know how Spider-Man happened, has been killed off in the Ultimates imprint of Marvel Comics. The Ultimate series is different from Marvel's standard line in which Peter Parker is still happily toiling away as everybody's favorite hard luck hero. In the Ultimate series, Peter Parker gets killed at the hands of his nemesis, the Green Goblin, but being a comic book series, no hero stays dead for long. While Peter Parker may be gone, a new kid is stepping into his tights. There's a new kid. (laughs) Miles Morales. Miles Morales is a (gasps) half-black, half-Hispanic, super-powered teen who gets into the hero game after being inspired by Parker's death. He's younger than Peter Parker. He's coming from a completely different background, a completely different worldview, writer Brian Michael Bendis told the Associated Press. Bendis, who has been writing Ultimate Spider-Man and many other comics for Marvel since 2000, is enthusiastic about the change. I'm now sitting with a pile of legitimately new Spider-Man stories to tell, and that is the best news a writer could have. That's a good point. No word on whether the change in ethnicity is going to play a role in casting decisions in in any upcoming Spider-Man movies. Which it it won't. That doesn't that doesn't matter. Right. So there's that that's him right there. That's him. Yeah. Okay. So there's the background on it. It's um it's one of the multiple multiple versions of Spider-Man comics out there. So hopefully this won't be too loud, and we'll see what this dummy has to say. <coughs> Anybody notice? The new Spider-Man, you can see him on the front page of the Blaze. Um, the new Spider-Man is uh, is really quite great. He looks just like President Obama. Um, it's fantastic. Um, look, I don't care that Spider-Man that they killed. Now, this is not the this is not the uh, mainstream Spider-Man. This is, I guess, there, there's two Spider-Man. Was it hipster Spider-Man? Dude, you know, <laughs> not a comic book geek, so no, I do not. Okay. Um, but. Uh, you know, Peter Parker lives on, I guess, in another edition of Spider-Man. This um, edition of Spider-Man, they killed Peter Parker off. Uh, people went nuts, and they were like, what? What are you doing? And they said, no, Spider-Man will be back. And another kid has been bitten by a spider, I guess. And this one is half Hispanic and half black. Do I care if he's half Hispanic, all Hispanic? I, I don't know. Did you say half Hispanic? Uh, half yeah. black, half... I don't care. I really don't care. Um... But let me complain about it now. I don't really care. I don't care. What a dummy. I don't care. It's a stupid comic book. However, what I do care about is the fact that I think a lot of this stuff is being done intentionally. What was it that uh, Mrs. Obama said uh, before the campaign? Because it's, it's strange how so much of this seems to all be happening. Where she is, uh, where she pointed out that we need to, we need to change the... Uh... And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. Yeah. We are going to have to change our conversation. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to change our tradition, tradition. our history. We're going to have to move mm. into mm. a different okay. place. Gosh, that seems to fit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and I know this is just one stupid example of it, but um, uh, really? We, we now have a half-black, half-Hispanic gay Spider-Man? Now he's gay? Is he gay? Okay. Did you get any of that out of now the other article? I the did not. One. Me either. Oh, fucking moron. I swear, that's so fucking stupid. Okay, the first thing that popped in my head was there was a series in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, I think it was the early 90s, called, um, it was a 2099 series. There was a Doom 2099, Punisher, Spider-Man, and a bunch of others I didn't buy. 
<clears throat> Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Okay. So he's apparently Spanish and Irish. Right. Where's, where's the problem? The uh, the uh, Kingpin in the Daredevil movie was played by Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Kingpin has traditionally been a giant fat white man. Right. Lawrence Fishburne has been cast as Perry White in the new Superman movie. Really? Yes. He'll be good. <clears throat> I think he'll be good. Um, I don't see what the problem is. You know what? You know what? Though I got to tell you, though, what's his name? J.K. Simons, like, yeah. did such an amazing job as Perry White. Oh no, no, no! I'm no, sorry. That, no, was, that was that was that Jameson. was Spider-Man. I'm He's sorry. not even in the new Spider-Man. Really, the character isn't there. <clears throat> and that I think is a shame. Well, they can't. They don't have anybody for it. But Simmons says he'll come back. So maybe we'll see him in the next one. That would be great. He's, he was good. He's the only guy that can play him. Yeah, he was fantastic. And he, you know, had the little and the new Spider-Man actually looks like a little darker. Yeah. A little bit more serious a little bit. So Yeah, um, the lizard um, the lizard <clears throat> stories that I I've read, there there's a little more emotion behind yeah. them. But did you did you see what the idea for Raimi's fourth Spider-Man movie was? No. Just a quick rundown. You're gonna get John, you would have gotten John Malkovich as the Vulture, and okay. Anne Hathaway as his daughter, who becomes the Vultureess. Peter and Mary Jane have a baby girl, and the movie just is fucking terrible. Because like, you, first movie Green Goblin, okay, yeah, good. No Gwen Stacy, but okay. still relatively close enough for people to not lose their shit over. Right, Doctor Octopus. Not bad, actually, pretty good. Yeah, I like the second. Sa- second yeah. one was, second one was great. Yeah. Second Spider-Man movie yeah. was awesome. Sandman's origin, <clears throat> okay, sure, because nobody's testing nuclear bombs in the United States anymore, so that's a good origin for him. Venom, totally messed up. Emo Spider-Man, nobody liked that. Yeah, it was terrible. Third, third movie was not good. About about a third of the way into the third movie, it started to get really bad, and it looks like it seems like it was just going to continue straight through the fourth. Wow, but I I can't see calling this new one a reboot. You know why? Why? Well, it's not originally based off a movie. It's based off a book. I'll consider comic books a book in for for sake of conversation here. So basically, you're either continuing the franchise with new actors, like they did with April O'Neil in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, but I think that in terms of rebooting, because you're gonna you're gonna get a new origin story. But it's not called Spider Man. It's the Amazing Spider Man, which is another comic book. All right. Well, that's getting into like geek geek technical. But, but that's right. that's but the to thing the, to the average dude like me. Okay, I'm not a huge. But Comic see, I don't. Guy. I don't argue if it's a if it's a reboot with average people. That's true. It's the hardcore fans that that are like, I can't believe they're rebooting this again. Nobody's complaining about Superman. Nobody complained really about well, you know about why the because, Hulk because the last Superman movie was shit. Oh my god, was it? Yeah. The only great thing about it was, quite frankly, the music. There has and not the been fact a- that and in the fact that Brendan Routh did a really great. He was a good Superman. He was a he really did a nice impression. Yeah, yeah he really. did. It was. It was he an did. impression. That was. It was a Christopher Reeve impression. That was more. That was a remake. That was. I don't consider yeah. that a reboot. Well, what sucks about it, it was like a remake, but like just enough was, to make it a sequel. But it was stupid because yeah. Superman has a son. What the fuck? But is that? they never actually said that. 
did they? Yeah, but it was strongly implied. Strongly implied, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Strongly implied when the little fucker pushes the table across the room. Wasn't it a piano? Like a giant Some piano? Shit like that. Like, there hasn't been a good Superman movie since Superman 2. Yeah. And that was what? 80... 81, something? 82? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have a computer you can use, yeah. Um, do you see the picture of the new Superman? Not bad. Not, I have not not, not. not too bad. But like Batman, Batman is pretty hard to fuck up. It takes this very special Joel Schumacher to fuck up Batman. Um, but I don't know. I've been I've been talking with people on the Palover forums about Spider-Man, and um, nobody likes the new trailer. But I will defend Spider-Man. You know I will. 1980 was Superman 2. Oh, 1980. Okay. What was the other one? 79? Because they filmed the other them. one was they 78. Them. Oh, okay. 78 and then 80. They almost filmed them back to back in a way. And the version on Netflix, by the way, is the extended like Richard Donner cut, I think. Yeah, because that, that's was, the one I saw on um, there, the one I saw on cable. There was some stuff in there I hadn't seen before. I only got about halfway through and the girls got kind of bored with it. But... But it's, I, I don't, I, you know, okay, so. The only reason I call it a reboot is because, you know what, when did when did Spider-Man come out? 2002. 2002, all right? It's, it's again, it's very it's very surface without getting into the, you know, the, 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 the details. Right. And, uh, the geek tales of it all. Good point. It's, um, I'm copywriting that word, by the way, geek <laughs> tales. Um, the geek tales of it all. It's another actor. It is. A, we're going to see the origins again. Yes, yeah, but him, you're going to see um, him building his little web things instead of the little, you know, which is good. Which arms, is good. Which, that'll that'll add you know, more drama to it when he yeah, runs out of web fluid. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And plus that, you know, the little bit of Spider-Man that I did read when I was a kid. That's yeah. what he had. Yeah, that was a know? huge plot point which all the time. Was, yeah, it's huge. So, um, but I heard that um, Uncle Ben doesn't make it out of the first reel. Yeah, Which is interesting because you're you're gonna have what four or five minutes of opening credits, right? Yeah, generally, and then you have fifteen to sixteen minutes. Yeah, so we're talking the whole origin can be done either through flashbacks or. I don't. I wouldn't mind them hitting the ground running with them, and then they they show a little bit here and there, a little bit of flashback stuff. Yeah, that might not be bad. That's yeah. a time saver. Is, is... definitely because we all know Spider Man. It made enough fucking money that yeah, exactly. we all know right what happened. So, but if Uncle Ben doesn't make it out of the first reel, if that's even true, because the, the thing's not finished, it's right. not edited. Um, that's twenty minutes. Uncle Ben's dead. He's already got a costume and the powers. So we'll see. But my my answer on the on the forums was like your answer about Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's any Star Wars is good Star Wars. Right. I haven't seen bad Spider-Man since I would three. say Spider-Man and his amazing friends because I'll still watch 3. Yeah. And then I'll shut it off and then or I'll skip forward to the Venom fight at the end or whatever. I just keep whenever I see Spider-Man 3 I hope against hope that, like, when Tobey Maguire is just sort of like, you know, 
walking down the street, you yeah. know, hip and happening, that he'll just turn to the camera and go, yeah, I don't know what the fuck we're doing either, yeah. but, you know, the, the check cleared. I definitely understand what they were going for, but it just didn't work out. Not at all. In the end. But you know what? When, when I when I saw it in the theater, people laughed at it. They thought it was funny. Yeah. Because you could tell the difference between mocking laughter and, and agreeing with it laughter. Yeah. So, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? You know what? All that matters is that I enjoy it personally yeah. and that the Avengers is good. I know that has nothing to I do with Avengers it. I think Avengers is going to be pretty good. Yeah. From everything I'm hearing, um, Captain America is supposed to be great. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of people that didn't like it, but um, fuck them. <laughs> they listened to the show. No, that's but that's. But thing. I didn't it's argue. Like, it's like, okay, you live in Australia, James. I'll call you out. Yes. <laughs> you provided the music for the show, so I won't make fun of you. But I said, you know what? Hey, I don't make fun of your superheroes. Exactly. Young Einstein and Crocodile yeah. Dundee. And I'm like, that the fucking crocodile dude can't even talk to crocodiles. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, uh, but, <laughs> and Priscilla. Queen oh, of and Barry McKenzie. You can't forget Barry McKenzie. His superpower is always managing to find a can of Fosters. <laughs> Seriously, I watch those movies. Um, That's where Dame Edna came from. Yeah. Was uh, the Barry McKenzie stuff. Um, Green Lantern you didn't like. Well, let me ask you this. What from it are you, I mean, because you know they'll do a sequel. Oh, they, well, they announced it like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. So what from it do you think will? This is what I think. Yeah. All right. Without, And then you can tell me what you think when I okay. say this. It's he's a not a well-known superhero. Not a what super well known character. Not to the mainstream. No. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you got to do his origin story. Oh yeah. And his origin story. I mean, you kind of you got to give the whole fucking history of the Green Lantern. Right. Which whatever. actually, I thought the voiceover was done pretty. I thought well. that was done really well. It was done very efficiently. Yes. Um, However, the characterization of Hal Jordan was so fucking wrong. Like there, there are uh, there there are people in the military just off the top of my head, that deserve the ring more than he did. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, yeah, there's probably. braver, less bitchy, whiny people, like, on my street, too. Yeah. Actually, there's a Marine that lives on the corner, so see, I'm hedging my bets. Yeah. That would have had more character and honor than Hal Jordan did in that movie. So, Hal, Hal Jordan reminded... Uh, I, I think I said to Alan, I'm like, Hal Jordan should have been a mix of Steve Rogers, <laughs> you know, when he's Captain America, and fucking Chuck Yeager. And you throw those two together, so you get a brave, like, all-American test pilot that's just batshit crazy for doing yeah. insane stuff. Well, what I thought was really funny, and, like, I've seen well, it. not batshit crazy. I've seen still. it twice all the way through, bits and pieces here and there, and then the, like, what was it, about halfway through I made it when I when you guys were yeah. there the other night? Yeah. So, and it gets me even more every time I see it when they're talking about them harnessing the power of will. Yeah. It just makes me think of Dr. Ball and, um, <laughs> from, and from Star Robot, Robot Chicken. Chicken yeah. She's like, what? She lost a will to live? What the fuck is your degree in? <laughs> Poetry? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that cracks me up. Yeah. So It worked back then, you know, but there's all different ones. Fear for the yellow. and Yeah. So it's like, okay, um, I like... Ryan Reynolds as, yeah. as as Green Lantern, you know, he he's got the I don't know. I like his attitude. I think it's yeah. good to put Ryan Reynolds in a, you know, in a super suit. And Yeah. He would have been it. better as Flash cuz he actually was kind of playing Flash in a Green Lantern suit. 
He was actually a little bit more like, and I'm sure people will write in and tell me if I'm wrong about this, but he was a little more Guy Gardner than Hal Jordan. I thought Guy Gardner was just a complete asshole. Like Batman would regularly punch him in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is pretty funny. Anytime you say stuff and you're the good guy and you can piss Batman off enough to punch you in the face in front of the rest of the Justice League. give Batman a fucking bottle of bourbon and just be done <laughs> but he's a hell of a lot more interesting than superman yeah so anyway. i don't know I, but like i i had read reviews after and it's and it's like and i agree with it it's like sinestro was given no motivation for going over to the evil side and you know what it's because i asked you about that because i didn't see that thing like right. in the credits yeah and um, and I didn't see it throughout. I saw that he, you know, he had the potential for being kind of douchey. It's almost like they really, mixed up the two characters. And not really getting, like, you know, sort of being <clears throat> a little like, oh, like, oh, like you're the new dude. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he was like the, the, you know, the big swinging dick before Hal right. Jordan well, showed it's, up. Well, it's all, it's, it's kind of like, and I know the, the Green Lantern was around before, but it's kind of like with Star Wars and the people that train and it's like, oh well, he was Abensur was his master. Yeah. So, and Tamara Morrison played Abensur. Yeah. Which was weird. Cause, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't. You couldn't even see it through the makeup, yeah. which is a good job. But that's the kind of thing where well, it's who like played Sinestro, the dude, Mark Strong. Yeah, because he played. He was the the bad guy in Sherlock Holmes, wasn't he? I remember him as the uh, gangster father in Kickass. Yeah, I think that's the same guy. And he doesn't look anything no, at all. No, no, no. Yeah. He looked he looked really good yeah. for uh, for what the for what Sinestro looks like. <clears throat> but Hal should have been a little more like Sinestro. Yeah, they should have like swapped character a little bit. Sinestro, to, in order for him to take on and start his Sinestro core later on, he should have been questioning the Guardians. He should have been a little bit like like fuck you guys. I'm gonna go do whatever it is I have to do. But like who so Green Lantern's gonna fight Sinestro in the next movie, theoretically, right? Yeah, you kinda think so. Hal already stopped the gigantic well, be like, planet eating monster. Yeah. And now he's gonna fight one dude. Or kind of a letdown. Be like, it's kinda like having a sequel to Lord of the Rings. <sighs> Great, I killed the ultimate evil in the whole world. Let's fight those guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? They're, they're a street gang. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like maybe he, maybe Green Lantern and Sinestro will be like kind of, you know, sort of bitchy toward each other and then team up for an even bigger badass. I don't know. I don't know how you get much bigger than a an ex-Guardian that eats everything. That eats everything. Kills a people. Big cloud with a. Yeah. Indiscriminately kills men, women and children. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody said Parallax should have been in the second one. And you do the whole Sinestro thing. But. The uh, Emerald Knights, or no, First Flight, the animated DC one. Yeah. That's the movie it should have been. Yeah. First Flight was great. The DC animated stuff is some of the best, like, character-driven comic book stuff I've seen. Marvel honestly doesn't come close with that. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why is there no Wonder Woman movie? Why is it so fucking hard to do? Well, they're making it with what's what's her face from Mad Men, the redhead her name christina hendrix yeah that's happening uh, 
Well, the fucking TV show isn't happening. No, the TV show is not was, happening. I don't use the word um, abortion often describing things that aren't abortions. Well, NBC didn't pick it up, and it was the pilot was made for NBC. It was fucking but NBC terrible. wasn't going to pick it up. Fucking terrible. It's it's out there to torrent. Yeah, and it is. I'm sure it's terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, they turned her into a, a torturer and a murderer. Well, she also played her own assistant. Like, what the fuck? No, but I didn't see that part. So I don't know. There was... She has her... She has Themyscira, which is the company, which is apparently also where she came, one of the islands of where she got him. But she... Everybody knows. It's like like right after the first Iron Man. Yeah. Swap it out with Wonder Woman. That's what you got. It was really fucked up. You You should find it. Because it's never going to be available for sale, so, yeah. and then we should we should talk about that like next week if mm. you if you get a second because it's just, uh, but you know keep in mind too they didn't finish the special effects, yeah. So, but that's not even so bad. Well, the thing is, what kind of special effects did did they need? I mean, Wonder oh, Woman like, like jumping, uh, punching dudes, like super strength type stuff. So there's okay. like ropes attached to people. Yeah, the lasso isn't like fully rendered, so it's just little stuff like that. There's one scene that says, uh, "Add more cop cars." Really, it's kind of funny. Oh my god, it's the best thing about the whole thing, and um. I had said this, oh, because Alan and I did uh, the podcast podcast for Holland Entertainment, and we talked about Wonder Woman a little bit. And I said, there's an actor in there, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, wow, that dude is really trying to be Carrie Elways. (laughs) And it was Carrie Elways. Really? That's fucking sad. He's put on some weight. I think I said he kilmered himself. (laughs) But, like, it didn't even, like, he didn't have his his little slight English accent. So it was like, oh, well, the mannerisms and the speech pattern are all him. But it doesn't look like him. Because he's fat now. Also, she doesn't have the right face for Wonder Woman. I don't know. It looks too sort of Betty Boopish, Betty you Betty know, Page, looks, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a there's to me there's a hierarchy in in DC of like honorable characters, and first it's Superman, and then it's Wonder Woman, and then it's Batman. Maybe Green Lantern or Tide, because Batman will beat the fucking shit out of you. Yeah, you know. But Wonder Woman, I feel, has a higher moral standard than other characters, and that definitely did not come through. Yeah. But she did wear the the proper outfit at the end of the show. So everybody got all pissed off about her wearing pants for no reason. But that guy, David E. Kelly, is that his name? Uh, Yeah. No business working on superhero shows. No. He just doesn't get it. No. You can't darken Wonder Woman. Give it to Joss Whedon. Give it to anybody else. Joss Whedon. Seriously, anybody. Mick G would have done a better job with it. But Joss Whedon, I think. In fact, if if there is a movie, I think it's Joss Whedon who's doing it. Probably. Um, I think he would do a great job with it. He he does great with strong women characters. But this is a different kind of strong. She's like half God, so it's like. But you know what, though? I, I think that I'm Joss Whedon... I'm not saying Whedon, that he would be bad. I think that Joss Whedon, I mean, like 15 years ago when he did, you know, Buffy, mm. whatever, okay, 10 years ago, um, he's matured, so I think that his 
Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is doing a um a a Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think would also be, you know, it wouldn't just be Buffy in the Star Spangled costume. Okay. It would be okay. a more mature. Right. A strong. I think a strong yeah, woman. Yeah, because she has to be treated, Wonder Woman has to be treated different than like a Sarah Connor or an Ellen Ripley or a Buffy or something yeah. like that. They, there's, they're not the reluctant hero. She is like, she's like top of her game. She's yeah, like, exactly. She's like eight Xenas mashed together right. with a Caprica 6 but she's hot. on top. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't we do a break? We'll see if I can get this, um, this, this, uh, the soundboard that just disappeared <laughs> to work and uh, we'll see how that goes blockers so the block talk of the night come to me my bleeding light till she comes she comes now enter oblivion I have never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Krom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen... That's to hell with you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.PennyCult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could f*** any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. 
but I've made one great friend, a boffo friend if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. You know what I like about this new soundboard? Does it let you know when it's almost over? Pretty much. It's got that blue that fills up from left to right as oh, it goes. Oh, that's cool. I was so, wondering. That's kind of neat. I, I, It's just called soundboard, which is weird. you think it'd be a little more complicated than that. But I just I just downloaded it like a half hour ago because the old one doesn't work with PowerPC anymore. Yeah. Or it is PowerPC. It is probably is yeah. PowerPC. Lion, Lion don't do that shit. Oh, I've been loving Lion. Holy shit. I honestly haven't been on the computer all that much since uh, since I, I upgraded. I love the whole, I really love, um, what do you call it? Not the, um, <clears throat> not that launcher thing, but the. Um, I haven't used that. The mission control. Yeah, because I'm using you know because I have the touchpad. Uh, yes. and everything, oh, I right? found out I don't have uh, Bluetooth, but I can install it. Oh, okay. So, I so just have to order um, the part and wire yeah. it in. It's not that bad. So, um, oh yeah, just you know, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Just it's it's <laughs> awesome. I fucking love it's, it. It's a little more Minority Report for yeah, me. exactly. Right. And leaves my other hand free. So, um, <laughs> that's the most important thing. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so where do you want to go with this? We got um, wherever I got Rush Limbaugh. We already I, did Glenn Beck. I got Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter wants hater. all gays back in the closet. That's the Why? title of this YouTube. I don't understand. Like video. Well, let's find out. What about Michelle Bachman? Um, first of all, today came out that she spent five thousand dollars on hair and makeup or something. Is oh it, come on! You it, spend that in a month. I'm not running for anything. <laughs> Except for my life after I interview you. <laughs> but I mean, her husband has a Christian pause for counseling a clinic that says you can pray the gay away. You- yeah. Joy, that's Joy Behar, right? Yeah. She just strikes me as someone who would look at Ann Coulter and go, bitch, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> can you just imagine her going, look, you're a fucking asshole. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, like off air, you know. But you know who air. you know who Ann Coulter looks like? She looks like um, J.K. Rowling's sister. 
Oh, really? That's been locked in the basement for like 10 years. <laughs> She's the, if, if, if JK Rowling is, um, is Dobby, she is definitely creature. Ugh, I fucking hate Ann Coulter. She's such an asshole. Yeah, let's see what she says or tries to say. You think he protesteth too much? <laughs> no, actually, there was an op-ed in the New York Times this weekend that I agreed with. I think this is, liberals are playing on the same sort of gay stereotypes they normally reject. Um, and, and they get angry at, and they should get angry at. They're straight men who are mildly effeminate. There are plenty of gays who are not effeminate at all. Oh, yeah. well. But do you believe gay. you can pray the gay away? Come on. Well, the, again, the New York Times had an article a month ago in the magazine section about a guy who used to run this big gay magazine in San Francisco, and then he found God, and he's not gay anymore. And the most important part of that he story... Says that. The most important part of the story... Well, the New York Times was annoyed, but they didn't deny it. most important part of the story, which so I'm glad you ask, was that he's a huge Ann Coulter fan. Who this, who oh, this who closet came from? But I mean, it's impossible to pray the gay away. So why don't they just No, there are some people who aren't, maybe they weren't really gay to begin with. Maybe they were molested as children. There are people who go that way. There are, I mean, for, for liberals who think that every sort of polymorphous perversity but, 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 is normal, but can't you can't you, imagine that you could go from being gay to straight. It happens. It does happen. No, but you can't pray the straight away. Nobody goes from, from straight to gay. <laughs> Good point. People say straight when they're straight. Why do gay people think they have to be straight? Well, that would be weird praying the straight away i mean uh what about the the uh gay marriage in new york you're happy about it right <laughs> the only reason i might be happy is maybe they will shut up about it okay. i not only cunt. want don't ask don't tell for the military i want don't ask don't tell for all of society just give me a week where we're not talking what about do you, the you want don't ask don't tell for the military you want to go back to that system that was yeah, the clinton system <laughs> why that didn't help anybody you still want not to only that, I not only don't want open gays in the military, I don't want open girls in the military. That's the issue I told the conservative. Do you want open heteros up. in the military? Why doesn't everybody stay Heterosexual in the Heterosexual men. The same Should sort of stay men in the who can be firemen. <laughs> That's what you want. Look, this isn't a normal life they have. Bless them. They're sleeping, you know, in, in foxholes together. They're in trucks. They're so, bathing. They're so what? So I don't think this is going to help military preparedness. It's, it, it, it's it works, sad it among liberals. It works in so many countries. It works So many countries are relying on our military to protect them. No. We're just lucky Germany doesn't okay. start arming again. Wow. So so that's what? Wow. You know what? I really should have watched that because there are so many jumping off points from there. We're lucky Germany doesn't arm again. Yeah, well, that's... They couldn't without us. The one person that claims he's a huge Ann Coulter fan believes he could pray the gay away. So her one huge fan is a fucking moron liar. Yeah. Well, I just think that one just being a huge fan is indication enough that he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I can't. I can't take that dumbass. <clears throat> uh, Morrissey, the singer Morrissey. The most depressing human being alive? No, the most pretentious cockbag yeah. on the face of the planet. Um, I believe he was the one that called Ch the, the Chinese subhuman a while ago. I think, I don't I know. know. Yeah. Um, if anybody, anybody sees this guy in the street, punch him in the throat twice for me. <laughs> Seriously. Because here's the article. Morrissey compares fast food to Norway massacre. What? I, I don't get that. If you massacre people and if you massacre Norwegians, you'll get fat 
and <laughs> will be filled with empty calories. No, killing and, Norwegians gives you diabetes. But I don't want to joke but, about that. Maybe if you maybe if you get a if you kill a Norwegian kid, you get a prize in the package. <sighs> A happy the, meal. The prize is a black mark on you for the rest of your life. Uh, the former frontman of the Smiths, who was a staunch vegan and animal rights campaigner, drew the comparisons at a concert in Warsaw, Poland on Sunday. And this was this was uh, last week. Uh, this was posted July 28th. Um, uh, Sunday is currently, where he's currently in the middle of a summer tour. Before singing Meet His Murder, the 52-year-old British musician told the crowd, we all live in a murderous world as the events in Norway have shown with 97 dead. Actually, the number, thankfully, I think dropped to 76. Um, Some of them came back to life? No, no. It was just, it was just, you know, if you can't yeah. find the person right away, I think. Um Though that is nothing compared to what happens in McDonald's and Kentucky Fried something that's like blurred out there every day following the outburst fans expressed their anger at his comments online one fan wrote the killing of children to compared to kfc and mcdonald's what an and then that there's a stall dashes so we can just add cockbag to that okay while another said i don't really know if that is forgivable <laughs> or of any use to the vegetarian cause Others called for his retirement and said there are no good vibes around him. This is not the first time Morrissey has courted controversy. In September last year, he was accused of racism after describing Chinese as a subspecies. There we go. I was right. Oh. I'm glad I can remember. Well, I'm also sad that I remember that because I had to remember it. <laughs> he said he made the comment in relation to what he described as the nation's poor treatment of animals. Earlier this year, the singer also said, killing a stag is the same as killing a child. And in 2006, he refused to tour Canada in protest of seal hunting. Despite the distress caused... A spokes <laughs> Heidi Klum was also very upset about the seal hunting. Oh. A spokesperson confirmed... That's actually a hate crime at that point. Yeah. A spokesperson confirmed the singer stands by his comments during the concert. Morrissey has decided not to comment any further as he believes his statement speaks for itself. And he writes my paycheck. Said. Yeah, actually, what he realized was, I need to keep my fucking mouth shut, because I am a huge cock. <sighs> Moving on from one idiot to another. Profoundly stupid carjacker blames his crime on the dark night rises. Oh, I love this. Go ahead. This is actually, we got a nice picture of Bane fighting Batman. Bane taking an elbow to the mouthpiece. Are we sure that's a real picture? Yes, that is. That is. <clears throat> Um, I really hope that they're gonna either that's before he gets really big or they're gonna like use Hobbit technology on him. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh was plunged into a Tinseltown tizzy yesterday. Uh, what day was this? Uh, August 1st. So that was two, three days ago. Yeah. Uh, when the Dark Knight Rises dropped by to film some fight scenes. Unfortunately, the shoot also brought out the city's criminal lot, which was less cowardly and superstitious and more unlucky and dumb. Last night, a would-be carjacker attempted to purloin a police vehicle from a cop. When he realized he had crapped in the catbird seat, the crook pretended to be a Hollywood hotshot. <laughs> Micah Kalamoska 
21, opened the passenger side door of an unmarked police car and sat down inside. He told the driver to get out of the car because he was planning on taking it. Kalamoska did not realize he was talking to a police officer. The driver, plainclothes detective <laughs> Robert DiGiacomo, exited the vehicle to put some space between him and Kalamoska, then drew his weapon and ordered Kalamoska out of the vehicle at gunpoint. <laughs> According to the criminal complaint, Kalamoska told, told the detective that he was an actor working for the Batman movie that was being filmed in the area and his actions were just part of the script. To make matters worse, the detective was already on the lookout for an assault suspect who fit Kalamoska's description. Perhaps this arrest was viral marketing for Clue Master's appearance in the film. After all, that doofus was always setting himself up to get caught. In any case, this deserved to be chronicled in the annals of great stupid bat crime. And that came from io9, by the way. (sighs) God damn it. Have you heard about this Michelle Bachman marriage vow that she signed like weeks ago? No. What's her marriage vow? <sighs> okay. The family leader, a right wing group in Iowa, is offering a marriage vow pledge to candidates. Now, this is something that this was like the beginning of July and we never got around to okay. it. But still, it's one of those things that's like funny. Sh- well, no. <laughs> that's the thing. She signed it. So. Uh, let's see, a pledge to candidate Congresswoman Michelle Bachman is the first to sign on among the pledges supporting data. And this is from the actual pledge. Slavery had a disastrous impact on African-American families. Yet, sadly, a child born into slavery in 1860 was more likely to be raised by his mother and father in a two-parent household than was an African-American baby born after the election of the USA's first African-American president. So, in effect, she just said kids born under slavery Slavery were better off. Than children born under Obama. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, that's really interesting. And it goes on to say here, this is really quite objectionable. born under Obama usually will have, I don't know, running water and not be killed. (laughs) Yeah. And not not be slaves. I mean, there's that, too. Uh, Let's see. Over at Jack and Jill Politics, Cheryl... Conti objects. Given that families were broken up regularly for sales during slavery and that rape by masters was pretty common, (laughs) this could not be more offensive, she writes. I mean, putting aside the statistics on this, which are likely off base, I could not be more angry. When will Republicans inquire with actual black people whether or not we're okay with invoking slavery to score cheap political points? That's a good question. Yeah. You can find oh you can find the complete pledge here. There's a PDF, uh, so this will be linked in the show notes. Yeah, the footnotes alone are several notches past amazing, including a lengthy, explicit list of STDs and related miseries. You know, what? <laughs> You'll also find several condemnations of homosexuality and Sharia Islam, followed by protests that quote over the long run persecution of Jews, Christians, blacks, artists. Feminist, gays, free thinkers, and nonconformists pose a threat to Western human rights in general and American liberty in particular. Wow. What does that even mean? I don't I don't know how some people spend their time like with this weird shit. I don't know. Really. I just 
Come on. And But she signed it, and other people did, too. No, they're fucking idiots. Over the long run, Sharia polygamy, multi-partner childbearing, demographic jihad, and the persecution of Jews, Christians, black artists, feminists, gays, free thinkers, and other nonconformists. Are we for those things or against those? Poses a threat to Western human rights in general and to American liberty in particular. I'm confused. Jews and Christians are nonconformists, and what does religion have to do with skin color or ability? Because it's Jews, Christ, Jews and Christians, right, and free thinkers. We'll, we'll throw them in with the religious because yeah. it's generally how it kind of works. But then you have black and gay, two things you really can't change unless you're Michael Jackson and you have well, a what lot about, of money. What about gay, black, Jewish Christians? That are feminist artists? And they love whales and they're in wheelchairs. <laughs> well, you shit out of luck. Yeah, really. You don't want to go up and then you don't want to go to a job interview against that guy. No, you will lose definitely. Uh, I'm sorry. Read that. Go where? Go back. This one? Oh no, we're saving this one. Oh come we're on, saving this one. I want to read this. A product review of, of what? The Holy Bible. Oh, the King James version. That's a really funny thing to just look up. I found a link from somewhere. Um, the most helpful, favorable review on Amazon for the King James Bible. I'll just read the uh, first paragraph, okay? Mm -hmm. And then we'll go to the most helpful critical review. Okay. Comedy of (laughs) epic proportions, five stars. This comedy fantasy is one of my favorites to read when I'm having a bad day, along with with Monty Python and the Holy Grail transcript. King James is a comedic genius rivaling Ricky Gervais and surely will be remembered as such for generations to come. That's awesome. Here's the three-star critical review. A decent sophomore effort. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, this is God's second novel after the Old Testament. It's a marked improvement, in my opinion. He got rid of a lot of his previous angst and scorn and has really begun to show some of the maturity present in his later works. He's become much more loving and a a kind God, and noticeably he doesn't throw nearly as many tantrums as he did. I got to click on read the full review here. Uh, let's see. As he did in the first book. That said, there is still vast room for improvement. <laughs> Plot-wise, there isn't really much suspense, and the story can be incredibly repetitive. In like four chapters, he just rewords the same basic story over and over again. It really comes down to don't be an asshole. <laughs> to top that off, he puts those chapters one right after the other, <laughs> like we wouldn't notice. I like the whole Jesus character, but let's face it. The whole good guy martyr thing has been done before. There was was no need to devote so much of the book to that guy. If you're really looking for a good God read, check out the Koran or the Book of Mormon. They're much more polished. Plus, the storytelling in the Book of Mormon is wild. (laughs) Some people say it goes too far and point to it as evidence that God's over the hill. But I beg to differ. Just read it. God's like a genius or something. I mean, magic spectacles. Tell me that isn't awesome. I don't know how he dreams up some of this crap. Did you did you mark that as helpful? <laughs> that was helpful. I will do that. Ah, uh, jeez. That's very funny. Oh, we should look at some of the replies to this. Um, you asshole. Keep talking, atheist. Yeah, I like that. 
Um, let's see. That one's at the point of science. This is this is genius. This is a brilliant review. I often find this book misfiled in bookstores, and I try to help out the nice store by reshelving it correctly under science fiction. <laughs> What's that really super short one? Down well, right. My son does the same thing. <laughs> That's there's, really funny. There's other ones in here too. Oh, no doubt. Um, let's see. See, but the thing is, though, like something like this, folks are a truly like religious and all that. They just won't see the fun in something like no. this. No, they they uh, really wouldn't. To do a review of the Bible, that's fucking hilarious. Five, five stars. <laughs> this book appears to be a ripoff of Harry Potter and the Matrix. <laughs> However, it's still a decent read. Why mess with the formula that works? Man, I've been trying to read this since childhood. Still can't manage to get past a few chapters at the beginning of the old T. <laughs> the new T moves a little quicker, mostly because I've seen It's the Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> a few dozen times over and over. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I admit I cheated. I saw some action thriller movie that made me want to read the last chapter of the new T. Wow. And I thought Inception was trippy. <laughs> that chapter must have been written while someone was on peyote or something <laughs> well done if only the auth author was dropping acid from the very beginning it could have helped keep my interest creation was good if not very Hemingway simple in style but it went major downhill after that the bagat 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 stuff was simply redundant and I couldn't keep track of folks <laughs> how do you have a bunch of people when it was just Adam and Eve in the beginning this implies everyone in the book is a result of incest really <laughs> in short I got through more chapters of Melville's Moby Dick than I did reading this bible <laughs> oh what number five uh, so five stars sorry uh, too complex for the average Amazon reader <laughs> This is a serious person. The Bible was not intended to be entertaining. It was not supposed to be a page-turner. Unfortunately, it was not written for the average reader of Cosmo to casually pick up while on the toilet. Although that is the best time. You do have a lot of time then. <laughs> Nearly everyone... Sort of, sort of out with the old and with the new. Oh, Nearly everyone who has reviewed thus far has demonstrated the sarcastic, nar narcissistic, irresponsible narrow-mindedness of secular society. And the sense of humor that yeah. you don't possess. The average Westerner is incapable of perceiving of a world that does not operate according to their values. Hypocrite. The con sorry. <laughs> the concept of something larger and more important than life itself is simply unattainable for them. The Bible builds its foundations on these concepts. Well, child rape as well. So it is no wonder modern society finds it so hard to accept Christianity. Really? 78% of the country's Christian. Yeah. The Bible is figurative and symbolic by nature. Interpretation is necessary to understand its metaphors and symbols. I think that's retconning meaning into I it. I think so, yeah. All of its contents and teachings, however <coughs> subtle, allude to a message that has been countercultural for 200,000 years. Really? Because according to the Bible, the world's 6,000 years old. There are many different translations and adaptations and reboots and remakes. But this, I, I added that <laughs> nice. part. But the central message does not change. Love is that message. Yeah, don't be an asshole. See, that's Was this I've review helpful to you? No, because you have no sense of humor. 
Lighten up, motherfucker. That's someone whose wife doesn't go down on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll end with the funny one. It's a nice short one. One star, too long and boring. Main character's too full of himself, not relatable. <laughs> I read a few pages, then threw it under the couch. <laughs> Is this review helpful? Yes. Still, I, I got to keep going. One more, one more, and then stop. Okay. One star, didn't get it. Still scratching my head over this one. It starts with the story of a talking snake and ends with a story about a seven-headed dragon. In the middle, there were stories about swarms of frogs, lice, locusts, and flies, bears eating kids, talking donkeys, a giant fish ate a guy at one point. There were swine that go crazy and jump off cliffs. There was this guy who made a big boat and filled it with all kinds of animals and then floated around for a while following birds. (laughs) <laughs> Even though there was some sex, murder, and magic in it, it was overall a weird, disjointed, rambling book that didn't make much sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I found that link again. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, received as a gift, abandoned in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Left it with the other one. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more, and then we'll do a break, I think. All right. Okay. So we got Rick Perry. Right, Ugh. the the guy that Josh Brolin was born to play. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh wait, this isn't it, is it? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Shit. Nope, that's the one you have over there. That's the turtle face dude. Oh come on! All right, all right. Just listen to this. This is not the Onion. This is from KTLA dot com. Owner of Killer Bear Chokes to Death on Sex Toy. This is from July 13th. Cleveland, Ohio. Police say man well known for his collection of exotic animals has died after choking on a sex toy. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to give this my best, like, fake newscaster voice. (laughs) Sam Mazzola, 49, was found dead in his Columbia Station home on Sunday. Mazzola... Kept a variety of animals at his Smoky Bear Sanctuary, including five <laughs> black bears, a coyote, three raccoons, two red foxes, a skunk, several wolves, two tigers, and a lion. There were green alligators and long neckies. <laughs> Bingo was his name. Oh, sorry, no. Last year, Mazzola came under scrutiny when a black bear named Cherokee killed an why, why is it all about race? Uh, hey, I didn't write the article. All right. Killed an employee at the sanctuary. I would not want to go like that. No. Like you see that bear coming at you and the last thing that flashes through your mind is, holy shit, those are big claws. And then it's his claws. Or you just curl up into a ball and hope for the best. Yeah. And then your back gets taken away from you. That's true. That's true. But a bear doesn't want to eat something covered in poop. So you could shit yourself. I would shit myself. Yeah. I would shit myself. It would launch me out of the area. I would rocket poop away. Exactly. The only thing that saved him was the massive amount of poop that he. You don't normally like, see no. that amount of thrust coming out of a human being. Amazing. The methane. Right. According to Lorraine County Chief Deputy Coroner, Dr. Frank Miller, Mazzola was found face down on his waterbed, restrained with handcuffs, chains, and padlocks. An autopsy determined <laughs> that, he was, fucked him. That, he, that he was having fun up until a certain point. Does it say that? No. Oh. An autopsy determined the preliminary cause of death was asphyxia 
due to airway obstruction by foreign body. The manner of death is pending further investigation and will be released when the case is finalized. The Meanwhile, we cannot use the phrase big black rubber cock in <laughs> the, this article. Or manaconda. <coughs> uh, Mazzola had a sex toy in his throat, which apparently obstructed his breathing. <laughs> he was also wearing a leather mask with the eyes and mouth zipped shut and a two-piece metal sphere covering his head, according to the coroner. That's kind of fucked up. He was killed. Think about it. Somebody shoved something down the dude's throat, zipped him up, and yeah. walked away. Yeah. That is either one really, really pissed off lover or a bear who's just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this guy. The bear would have to have thumbs. Hey, boo-boo, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators say Mazzola's body was discovered by a coworker. Ugh. Ugh. According to detectives, Mazzola... Dear Abby, I have no respect for my boss anymore. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Mazzola had help with the bondage equipment, but his assistant had left before he died. No one has been charged in the death, which authorities believe was accidental. At the time of writing, accidental. Hey, you just close that door up. Oh, the dog's coming in. Oh, boy. All right, well, I think it's time for break. All righty. That makes sense. Wake up, got another day to get through now, got another man to see, got a call on the telephone, well, got a line for some paper, sit down, got another letter to write, think hard, got to get a letter to write. Of Night of the Living podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at NOTLP.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. 
the podcast podcast the podcast podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on itunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving find us at the podcastpodcast.com or search for us in the itunes store by looking for me fozzy bear that's f-o-z-z-i-e-b-a-r-e I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one one star too many. (laughs) Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, God. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. I think I was watching like VH1 or flipping through the channels, and there was a metal show on, and that bass line that yeah. it starts off with the digga 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 digga. I'm like, oh, I remember that song. I got to use that this week. So, so, so that's some fast playing. I'm jealous. All right, there's something here I got to read. Yeah, it's a two part. I got I got both parts. One is the tab that's open, and then the next one is the one next to it. To the right of it. Yes. Oh, okay. I see. All right. So this one says, this is a little weird because the way the mic is, um, ask someone to stop texting in a theater in Texas and you will get fined. A little misleading. but A little misleading. When I'm at the theater, I often get a t- get text rage when I see someone who thinks they are cool, too cool slash important to turn the cell phone off during the movie. The whole time I'm wondering how much trouble I would get into if I told that person to stop texting before I shoved that phone up their ass, then proceed to slam their head against the seat in front of them. Obviously, I have an anger problem that I need to get through, but that shit is uncool. Yeah. I'm sure you get pissed about it, too. That's why it was so awesome when the Alamo Drafthouse kicked out, uh, kicked that dumb bitch out of the theater, then humiliated her by playing the voicemail. She left the establishment. Kudos again to you, gentlemen. Don't you uh, wish all theaters were like that? Well, they aren't. No. Well, they aren't. 
not at all. Uh, apparently, some parts of Texas are cooler than others. A woman in Texas theater tapped a guy on the shoulder in front of her to ask him to please turn the cell phone off, turn his phone off. Next thing she knows, the guy freaks out, and the woman later gets slapped with a two hundred and sixty dollar fine. What the fuck, indeed? Meet Dale Fout and Brenda Godwin. Fout describes himself as a two hundred twenty pounds as a pretty big guy. I'm broad, not fat. Used to play football. Godwin says she is a 136-pound skincare specialist. Here's both sides of the story. Her side. He had his phone out. The light was shining at me. I'm thinking he's going to turn it off, but he didn't. Okay, this is ridiculous. So I reached over, tapped him on the shoulder. It was very bright. I was only trying to get his attention. He whipped around and said, don't ever touch me. I was a little taken aback. I wouldn't have touched you if you didn't have your phone out. He jumps and whirls around towards me and says, I'm charging you with assault. And he flew out of the theater. <laughs> That'll be seventeen ninety five. Seriously, but he flew out of the theater? I mean, someone flies out of a he's theater. He's magical. that fucker alone. Plus, he's 220? Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's bullshit. His side. I got a text, and I responded to it because it was something important. It was something that was on a deadline situation, okay? I held it against my chest purposely where I could barely see it. I could text but hide the majority of the light coming from the phone. She said something I couldn't make out. That's why I turned. She was probably saying something like, get off your phone. I turned. She pushed. I just happened to push my neck at the time. My neck was in an awkward position, kind of like having a little fender bender. You get whiplash in your neck, you know? Regardless of the he said, she said, Fowles still whined like a baby and complained to the manager (laughs) to call the police on the woman. It's not like she put him in a chokehold or anything. Um, the end result came down to a ticket for assault by contact for Godwin, and she ended up paying $260. She only paid because she lives out of state and said it would be too expensive to come and fight, uh, to come back and fight the charges. Police say it was merely a misdemeanor. To read the ordeal in its entirety, go here. To read Fout's doughy response on the backlash, to which he says, uh, if anyone confronted him, on this, they would probably pee and crap their drawers. Okay, sure. this dude weighs 220 pounds. Yeah. How tall do you think he is? 5'2". <laughs> All right. Um, I don't, uh, I, I'm actively trying to lose weight, but I, I, have a, I have a gut and a little bit of a chin. Yeah. Right? I weigh 295 pounds, and I'm 6'5". Okay. Come on, dude. What Nick, do you weigh? 295. Holy shit. Yeah, you're what six what six about six five. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm a fucking mountain. I am five ten and a half, mm. and I'm like one ninety five, maybe two hundred. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because I, I weigh a hundred pounds more than you do. <laughs> that's that's funny, but I'm not. I'm not round. No, you're not. I'm. I'm. You're tall. I'm, I'm like pot belly. Right. You're. You know what it is. You're tall. It's looking straight at you. Yeah. You're tall. I mean, if you turn to the side, mm-hmm. it's just like oh, he's like yeah. letter B. But I'm. But I'm broad. My, I have broad shoulders, and and actually, my shoulders and arms are kind of developed kind of mm-hmm. well. It's just from it's like just ribs down. Stomachs. My yeah. stomach and the I have a hard time because um, of my uh, my thyroid medication. It takes my hyperthyroid and slows it down. To, I have a hard to keep time me alive. because I'm fat and I don't exercise. So, well, yeah, there's. This, I that also with me too. Just with the arthritis, it's difficult for me to exercise. Yeah, but I I would challenge this douchebag that if he's ever over here, we'll see who shit themselves in front of who. But you know what it is. Here's, <laughs> I just here's where to put that out there. Here's where everything went wrong. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh no, you have to read this other one before. Oh really? Yeah, you gotta. You gotta, He he gets an interview by one. Oh of really? The, yeah. Okay. Um, the most read story for the. Fly. The most read story for the past couple of days in the fourth Fort Worth Star Telegram online site is disagreement over texting at a movie theater leads to assault charge. And the star of the story, who has been dubbed a pussy, douchebag, they spelled douchebag wrong, whiner, jerk, pansy, and numerous other things in the comments section, is wondering how things got so out of hand. I would never have given the interview if I knew it would be blown up like this, Dale Fout said. <laughs> Dale Fout has never heard of the fucking internet. <laughs> or trolls. Consumer watchdog. That's what he is. Yeah, consumer watchdog columnist Dave Lieber posted the story on Sunday, and when I read it online yesterday morning, readers had left about fifty comments slamming Fout for complaining about whiplash after a woman sitting behind him either tapped him on the shoulder or pushed him while he was texting at a movie theater. If he's as tough as he is, he shouldn't have even felt her tapping exactly. him on the shoulder. By Sunday night, there were more than three hundred comments. This morning, more than four hundred. <laughs> They kept coming. Readers are furious that a 220-pound man who describes himself as a barrel-chested former athlete would complain about a 136-pound woman telling him to turn off his cell phone during the movie. <laughs> Reader comments have been brutal, some even vaguely threatening. Besides calling Fout every name in the book, readers have discouraged people from hiring Fout's advertising consulting business. Wow. Ooh. Another posting poster, Joe Guru, revealed Fout's criminal record from 20 years ago. Holy fuck. Fair enough. Fout didn't know any of this when I called him today to ask how he felt about the uh, how it felt to be publicly crucified. He'd read the story in the print edition of the paper yesterday morning, chuckled about it, and didn't pay much pay it much mind afterward. So he's not the brightest bulb in the chandelier no. either. Then this morning, he received an anonymous phone call from an angry man who told him his attitude was deplorable and who vowed never do business with Fout. Fout assumed the angry call was prompted by the news article. But he was startled when I told him hundreds of others were saying worse things about him in the <laughs> online comments. He pulled up the web version and began reading the comments while we were still on the phone. The real wimps, Fout said, are the people who believe everything they read and make anonymous statements online without knowing the real story. If anyone wants to come and say that stuff to his face and threaten him, they're welcome. Quote, but when you're sipping through a straw for a month because your jaw is broken, don't blame me. He said, I take care of business. Yeah, my name my name's all over the show, so oh knock God. yourself out. Try it. Uh, hey, you know what? I've actually, I'm going to brag a little bit. I got punched in the face, square in the jaw once. Yeah. I didn't feel it. It, was, it might have been adrenaline it from the fight. Just all cocaine. But I, well, there was a lot of PCP. Yeah. But it, like, I know I don't have a glass jaw. Yeah. Plus, that fucker can't reach my head anyway. <laughs> I kick him in the cock. He doubts anyone will confront <laughs> him face to face. See, you know what makes that sentence funny? The alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that hard K. Yeah. It's funny. Kalamazoo. Um, I'll kick him in the cock back to Kalamazoo. Fout continues, if I was in front of them, they'd probably pee and crap their drawers. He said, it goes wow. to show you what a bunch of idiots there are in the world. They're idiots because they don't know the whole story. I'll tell every one of them to their face they're an idiot. The woman put a hand on me and pushed me. Pussy. You know, kid. As for the anonymous comment, uh, commenter baby. who revealed his criminal background, Fout said he will recruit a computer expert he knows <laughs> to figure out the commenter's personal information. Then Fout will talk to a lawyer about suing the guy. He asked so, me if I thought he had a case. I told him no, since criminal convictions are public record. So he's going to have Timmy, the 12 year old paper boy, Google shit for him. Right. 
The 54-year-old Fout characterized himself as outspoken and fiery, which means, yeah, I'm an asshole. A loudmouth douchebag. But said he would never strike a woman and doesn't seek confrontation with people. Indeed, what? Yeah, I know. Indeed, he was the one who left the theater and complained to the manager about the woman's haughty attitude and about her pushing him. No, he just called her a hottie. Uh, yeah, but they spelled it wrong. He didn't <laughs> yeah, confront her. There's no her. G in hottie. He didn't make a scene <laughs> inside the theater because he didn't want to bother the other patrons. He did the right thing. Yet he, he said. pulled out his phone to text. Besides, he was making one little text and holding his phone up close to his chest so the light wouldn't bother anyone else. The woman was making a big deal out of nothing. I'm sorry. If I pay money, what movie were they watching? That's that's what I'm I don't know. really I don't curious think it says. about. If if I pay money in a, in, to to watch a movie, I expect everybody else to respect the people that paid money. Yeah, and I swear to God, I will lose my shit in the middle of the Hobbit if somebody pulls out a fucking cell phone. <laughs> I really will. But it'll happen. And you know what? I think I'm going to bring a rubber band gun with me. Yeah, those are good. Um, where is he? I was more offended by her attitude than what she did to me. He said, all she had to say was, Hey, that phone is bothering me. That's what she did say. Yeah. And I would have apologized and stepped out of the theater. That's what he should have done in the first place. Don't push me. He was also offended by the way, bro. He was also offended by the way Lieber presented the story. Obviously the guy slanted the story because in all likelihood he's a liberal. Ah, I love that line. I love that fucking Cock Lieber up. apparently is the original story. Lieber's story makes it sound as you know why? called police and press charges. Name. Oh my god. That's that New York sense of humor. <laughs> um <laughs> makes it sound as if Laut if Fout called the police and press charges, but Fout said all he wanted was an apology from Godwin. Fout complained to the manager in the lobby. While doing so, a woman approached him to say she was a physical therapist. She looked at his neck and noticed a knot. What? So he's a tree. He's stressed. Before I knew it, here comes emergency medical services and police, Fout said. The theater management said by law they had to do that. Huh. Lieber's story quotes, quotes police as saying that Fout desired to prosecute Goodwin, which led to the ticket and $260 fine. Godwin of Richmond, Virginia, told Lieber that she'd paid the fine because it would be too expensive to travel back to Texas to fight it in court. Okay. Fout I said guess. he never asked police to press charges. The police came up and had already escorted her out and wrote her a ticket. What am I let, sp- me, let me ask you this, though. In assault, if you're making the assertion that somebody assaulted you... Oh, my God, this thing is wicked long. You don't, you don't really have the option to press charges, do you? It just... That's it. If you say it, they have to I act, guess so. don't they? I don't know how it works in, in that state, though. So, go ahead. Sorry. Um, police came up and um, they'd already escorted her out of out and wrote her a ticket. What am I supposed to do? Ask the police not to do it? Are they going to listen to me? No, they're going to do what they want to do. I asked Fout what the police would cite. Uh, I asked Fout why police would cite the woman if he weren't pushing for it. Come on, Jeff, you're not stupid. It's $260 in revenue. They seized the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you know that police department was just like, yes, $260. Pizza party. All right. We can get ice cream this time. Totally losing my voice. And it figures the day I have all this shit for you to read. I know, huh? <laughs> um, Fout said he felt bad for the woman after he read the Star Telegram that she had to pay such a high fine. Look, you know what? I'm not even going to read the rest of this because it's all retarded. <laughs> all right? But you know what it is? Th- this is how that should have gone. Yeah. Okay? If he felt that he had been 
pushed a little bit too much. One, don't be a pussy. Right. All right? Yeah. That's that that's the first thing. Yeah. Second thing, you don't walk out and say anything to the manager. No. Okay? You no, just, because at that point you're reporting an assault. All right. Okay. Next thing. Okay. The manager yeah. should have gone in, yep. called a woman out, yeah. and said, look, you know what? Just find another seat. This is what I would have done because I've right. been. But, you know that's, but that's here. Maybe there because he, he was complaining about an injury. Maybe he, they had to. Maybe in Texas they have to call. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. But I, I would have just like, look, just, sir, sit down. And shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Lady, keep your hands to yourself. <clears throat> All right? The two of you. All right? Yeah. Fuck or shut up. Okay? Yeah. Well, really. that's the thing. You, you don't ever want to touch somebody else. No. It's never I've been in idea. movie theaters, though, where I've leaned forward and I've said, look, I just need to know. Okay? Because we're, we're in the previews right now. And, I mean, granted, it was a movie theater where I was a manager and right. where anybody in the theater would have thrown anybody out for me. Yes. All right? So... Where I've leaned and said, I just need to know if you're going to continue to talk through the rest of the previews and the movie so yeah. that I can call someone and have you you know, taken out. I just need to know <laughs> so that I know what to do next. And then they yeah. shut up. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But then again, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I've been with a group of people where we've been a little noisy oh, on yeah. a Wednesday night. Someone calls and complains. The usher comes up, looks at who it is. It's like, oh, it's like me and Ty and George. And, yep. and they just look and go... Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Yep. But the it, thing is, it, I mean, it's totally blown out of proportion. And I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, my cell phone is usually on vibrate for a movie. Right. If I get a text. Yeah. Okay. I will always look mm. because in my head, it's the text that I ignore for two hours is the one that says, oh, hey, by the way, your kid fell through a plate glass window. Yeah. You know, but there are there are ways to do that where no one will see exactly. Like you, you, you pull it out of your pocket, you put it by your leg, yeah, close or in your crotch where the light shines right. straight up. But everybody else decides that they want to hold it in front of their face, so everybody at the angle right. behind them. It's but also, right you know there. what? I mean, if for no other reason than to play the other side, yeah. Okay, he did it once during a movie. Like once for a couple seconds. It says once. It says all right, but I'm just all right. I'm, I'm, so yeah. if it was more than once, yeah, then you know, question is, she should have kicked him in the head. Were they at an Alamo draft house? I don't know. If they were, that's a whole other story. Yeah. So, but comes, I, I it comes think, down to what I say, folks. Don't be an asshole. But I don't think everybody. I think everybody in this situation reacted badly. Oh yeah, but I don't, including I don't, the police when they showed up. Yeah, but you know what? They have to make snap decisions based on what information they can get. I mean, we've seen we've seen the detail cops, and they the best thing for them to always do is to separate the people and to go with one person, to go with another. Yeah, and then they talk to him, and if she did touch the guy and he's complaining, she's kind of fucked. I mean, but there's a different. You know oh, what? Shit, like this is still running. But you know what? Like if. <laughs> I don't I was know. If, why was if so I'm in line at, at 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 the bank and somebody drops something, I'm going to tap them on the shoulder yeah. a little bit. Hey, you dropped a little something there. Get their attention. I don't touch anyone. Oh, I do. I, I Every don't. now and again, you get a good boob grab in. It's nice. That's why you go to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I like having my boobs grabbed. No, I, I, I am not comfortable. I don't want people touching me to get my attention. 
So I don't, I don't do that. It's it's the whole, the whole idea from the booth. Remember, you, if if you scare me, good luck. Hope your heart's strong. Because <laughs> right. we came up with some nasty ways to scare people in that booth. Wheaton College is nation's least lesbian, gay. What's B? Butt fucking transgender. By, by nice, nice, good job. Let's let's read the article about intolerance as intolerantly as we can. <laughs> It's lesbian, gay, bisexual, Bisexual, transgendered. They just say freak. Um, Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm I'm going to call that guy and have him beat you up. It's all about people having their mouths where where the Lord didn't intend. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Well, unless you're in a restroom in an airport. It has a picture of the Wheaton College, like big stone wall signs. It says, Wheaton College for Christ and his kingdom. Putting the oh Christ back into Christ, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hate lesbians and gays. Big fucking deal. They're a college thing. But you want to read it instead of you know making what, shit you up. Know what it is? It's Wheaton College religious Christian school. Why does this surprise anybody? Well, because it's like this what third year in a row. Um, second time in three years. I guess they dropped it one year. Wheaton College, (laughs) a religious Christian school in Chicago's west suburbs, has for the second time in three years ranked as the least um, friendly college in the nation, according to a new report issued by the Cocksuck Review. No, the Princeton Review. ChicagoPride.com reports that the Princeton Review bases its annual rankings, which measures a number of environmental factors at college campuses throughout the country, including its widely publicized party school ranking, on questionnaires <laughs> yeah. distributed to 122,000 students throughout the country. Private campus also took top honors in the category in 2009 and ranked fifth most unfriendly last year so they dropped a year so that means some key people went out they had to you know retrain that's that that is they, true. they came back strong they did come back strong okay yeah strong like morons i guess the news arrives in spite of increased presence of lesbian gay bisexual transgenders activisms on the wheaton illinois campus um, in the last year, including the foundation, the formation of an advocacy, an advocacy group called One Wheaton. Hmm. See, but none of this is news to me. There are going to be some places where gay people aren't like those people. No, are- but it's, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily news. I think it's a good article in terms of pointing it out. Because most times, like if, if you like point out that, oh, hey, Target donates to you know um republican candidates that that are against that 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 will not side with with lb lgbt issues right and then target is shamed into it because they realize oh well there's a percentage of people that shop here that we could use the money from so maybe we ought to stop doing stupid shit like that right but you know what? On like, the other hand, it is a private school, a private religious school. Exactly. So it's a little tough. It's, it's an interesting, I thought it'd be an interesting conversation because it can go both ways. I mean, if they're private, they can discriminate against women if but they the want thing is, to, though, it's or the, men. But in a, something like this, though, it's it's the student body that sets the tone. 
That's true. Okay. Because you know damn skippy well that somebody goes to the administration and says, hey, somebody punched me in the face because I'm gay. The administration is going to do all the right things because they're fucked otherwise. Okay. That's, well, yeah. So they, it's not. Yeah. But this makes it seem like the college itself is is, you know, creating the unfriendly environment. It's the well, students that create the environment. Okay, but, but it is it is a so it's like school, so it, and right? and that's fine, but that's who it's going to bring. All right, so if you're yeah. gay, all right, and you want to go to Wheaton, part of the thing is going to be like, hey, you know what? It's a super duper religious school, right. okay? But they don't like that I like the cock. So there you go, Scott. You're yeah. welcome. Um, then you know what? I'm I'm not going to go there. So, of course, you know what? Yeah. You're not going to have a lot of gays and lesbians going there. So it's just they're going to fill up the ranks with people who don't like gay people. And don't so want to be around them. Don't want to be around point. them. Okay. So there you go. They're Christian. They're conservative. They're going to go to a conservative Christian school yeah. with other conservative Christians. So, yeah. it, but it, it, this article makes it seem like like the administration or that, you know, the college is like, hey, Wheaton College for Christ and his kingdom, but not for your cock into somebody else's ass. Yeah. All right. I was after I after I had read some of that today, I was thinking, um, you know, there's 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 um churches that in New York, for instance, that say they won't marry gay couples. I I, I wanna try to phrase this without sounding like arrogant or whatever, but how can you consider yourself a, a useful part of the religion if they don't have respect for your basic human rights, exactly. basic civil rights? Is that religion even worth your time? And wouldn't that then, if you are hated for your lifestyle, um, not choice, but you're, the, the, right. for who, you're hated for who you are, i, I got to try and rephrase things the right way, then is the religion even legitimate if it won't take you for who you are? Wouldn't that call into question everything? I would that say you've that it's taught? but the thing is though, I'd say it's it's not necessarily the religion. Hmm. It's you know, it's that particular church because there are Catholic churches that are welcoming and open to gays. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessary. And, and on one level you could say that's great. They're they're really smart. Right. They're, you know, they're very, they're, they're a little bit more liberal. They're a little <clears throat> bit more open-minded. Right. Fantastic. They're a lot more welcoming. But quite frankly, okay, the cynic that I am says, you know what? If you're a Catholic church and you're open and welcoming to gay parishioners, right. that's just good business. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, really. It because is. As, because even though they can't get married in the church quite yet, okay, if you, if you have a church and you've got more and more gay people, you've got gay couples, you've got people who have are going to adopt children, yeah. are going to have children, yep. and great, you're going to bring those children into the church, all right? You're going to you're going to increase your ranks. Don't alienate potential customers quite frankly. With with all the churches closing over the last few years. Remember the the around here there were a whole yeah, bunch of Yeah, they had to pay legal bills stuff. because priests can't keep their mouths well, shut. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> oh, um but wouldn't it make more sense to actually perform the marriages and get paid to do it and then bring more money into the church? Most definitely. But you know what, though? But here's the thing, because, but you know what, though? That's the dude in, in, in the Vatican's fault, okay? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there, there are priests somewhere in Catholic churches that would, that would be perfectly happy to do 
gay marriages. Yeah. But, you know, the diocese won't let them. But you know what? 25 years from now, okay, yeah. your kids and my kids are going to be going to their gay friends' weddings at a Catholic church. Good. Yeah. Good. It'll happen. Or the, it'll just, you know, slowly erode away. No, because away that and... fucking crone as a pope is going to die in the next 10 years, okay? And you're going to get someone who's a little bit younger. No, and... no, I mean, I mean, in general, more and more people are pulling away from the church. Exactly. So you just You just say you're Catholic, but you don't practice. Right. Which is which is weird, but so, but this whole thing, I'll tell you like this whole thing about Wheaton college. If, if I was a student at Wheaton, if better yet, if I had a child who was a student at Wheaton, yeah, I'd call that kid up and go, what the fuck? (laughs) Why do you hate the gays? Yeah. Tell your friends to stop being an asshole. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah, because if you're if you're in a Catholic school, shouldn't you love thy neighbor as as yourself? Yeah, or whatever it's whatever the. Oh, I love is. myself. All right. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm not saying you need to do that to everybody, but. <laughs> all right, you want to get to the uh, Steve King thing? I'll read the first part here, and you get the oh oh. You want to do that one first? Whatever, I'll do this one. Okay. I don't want to make you read too much because we got all these emails all right. to get through. Too. Yeah. Um, do I have I have video for this? Um, I do. This says Steve I, I King. actually have it up here for the video part. So. <coughs> Look how we're prepared today. Look at that. Uh, Representative Steve King covering birth control is Orwellian. What? The planet <laughs> is speeding toward population of 10 billion by the end of the century. I'll be dead by then. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) A fact apparently lost or maybe embraced by some. The right of contraceptive equity has long been fought for in the U.S., and yet many insurance carriers still uh, cover Viagra, but not birth control, which is basic preventative medicine. Representative Steve King of Iowa doesn't have a beef with this double standard. In fact, he's all for it because he has a 22-year-old mistress. What? I'm, I, add, I added that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's a new twist. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Oh. If insurance providers were required by the federal government to cover birth control, King says, the U.S. would become a dying civilization, but we'd be fucking a lot more. Well, the Obama administration yeah. announced today that it would begin to require insurance companies to do just that. We'll have to see if his prediction comes true. I'm guessing no. Didn't they say that when the pill was first introduced? Yeah. Fucking dummies. <laughs> Not fucking dummies. Yeah, but then they invented AIDS. So, Oh, um, that's all the Republicans' fault too, right? Yeah, I'm not going to read this big quote because it's probably what's in the video. Okay. So you have the video so that we can... I it's do. ...patched in through the gigawatts. And Mr. Speaker, just to give you an example of what <laughs> goes on and how, it, how the, yeah. the oppressive nature... He's like Willie Gomer. <laughs> Obamacare, a socialized medicine proposal that decides what kind of policy we can have and what kind of policy we can't have. Now, that's a, that's a constraint that I just can't abide in a free country. If I want to buy a health insurance policy that has a $10,000 deductible, I want to do that. That's my business. When you're a if dummy. I want to buy a policy that has a 50% co-payment for the first million dollars, I, and I want to do that, that's my business. No, I don't need that's dumb. nanny state telling me what I can and can't buy, but they do. And now they've concluded, as of a notice that came out today, 
that every health insurance policy in America that's approved by the federal government, that will be every one that you can buy under Obamacare, shall cover contraceptives, no copayment, no charge. Good. Except it gets averaged across everybody else's premium. Contraceptives now will become, by edict of the federal government, a component of everybody's health insurance policy under Obamacare. Now think about that. I am. We have people that are single. We have people that are past reproductive age. We have priests that are celibate. You think? All of them paying insurance premiums that cover contraceptives so that somebody else doesn't have to pay the full fare of that? Fuck you, Steve, because, my God, I'm paying taxes for, you know what, somebody's fucking hip surgery, okay? I'm paying taxes for the police that I never fucking use. Yeah. Fuck you, you fucking, fucking fuck. I, I just have... don't fucking get it. I can't yell loud enough to no. yell at this stupid no. fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yet, 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 I know. you know what, I yet know. they'll give single mothers, like, shit for, for needing help. Okay, yeah. you, you know what? Let's you know what? No one can fuck unless they're making a baby. Fuck motherfucker. Well, that's that's the Catholic Church is you can't fuck unless what you're having a, a baby. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, that's only that's that's less than half of it. Um <sighs> I can understand why priests would be against it. I'm just going to let that hang there. Well, it doesn't matter. That's what the priest said. <laughs> Let's go on, because I think he says some really terrible things. Called it preventative medicine. Preventative medicine. Well, if you apply that preventative medicine universally, what you end up with is... Less Chinese people. You've prevented a generation. Fewer. A generation. Preventing babies from being born is not medicine. That's That's not constructive to our culture and our civilization. Well, yes, it is. If we let our birth rate get down below the replacement rate, we're a dying civilization. And right now we're about really? okay, hold babies on, hold on. per woman. Hold on. Once the baby boomers really start to die off, there, there's no way that we can, we can keep up with that. I just, he's worried about there not being enough people. Yeah. In a world with six point whatever billion people. He's afraid that we won't have enough people. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's not people. It's Americans. We'll we'll, we'll miss a whole generation of Americans. I don't know what American is. Uh, the Republicans know, so you don't have oh, to. Oh, okay. I, there won't be enough people? He thinks that we'll lose an entire generation. Because Has he ever tried to buy milk before a snowstorm? There are plenty of fucking people. Because no one will have kids if birth control's around. Because, like, you know, because my wife can get the it's pill. It's not going to be a fucking requirement, you dumb fuck. Oh, but they'll lead you to believe that. That'll be next <laughs> week, won't it? Let's see. 2.1. That's just the replacement rate. That's all it is. And uh, Teddy Roosevelt wrote about that, and it isn't committed verbatim to my memory, but he said that if any any race that doesn't care enough about itself to reproduce itself will essentially become extinct. And he said, I, for one, will not lament their loss, and I shall welcome the advent <laughs> of a new generation, Pause a that. new group of people. who That was Teddy Roosevelt in a roundabout way saying, I'm Teddy, and I like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All I, now, I mean, now, really? I now, mean, am I wrong? That's Teddy. I like to fuck. Now, just to, just imagine it. How it popped into my head as a teddy bear wearing his hat saying that. 
Yeah. My name's Teddy. I came to fuck. It's like a porn version of that little oh bear from God. AI. <laughs> oh, Teddy Ruxpin, no. To have their own babies. And now we have a federal government that has not just subsidized contraceptives, but has written an edict that every health insurance policy will include contraceptives because they consider it to be preventative health care. Now, none of us that have health to worry about if they prevented us, would we, Mr. Speaker? Uh, that is just, it is bizarre. It is Orwellian. It's not even counterintuitive. To call it Kafka-esque while you're at it, too. Now, here's the thing. You know, so what, what are now the Republicans are against pre-abortion? I, I get there. <laughs> Look. It's really going to get to the point where the Republicans are, look, just stay in your fucking house, stay in that goddamn chair. And don't touch each other's genitals. And read the Bible. If you check out the the the, 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 the reviews on Amazon, you'll see it's very interesting. <laughs> you can watch the 700 Club and Fox. And that's it. But that's Fox with Family Guy, not Fox News. <laughs> I just... I just... I mean, I, I would just, you know what I would love? I would love to like look at like the gallery there, like yeah. while he's making the speech in Congress. Nobody's and, there, and are people going really, uh, really? And yeah. you know that right after the speech, it says, "Look, I reserve the room for another ten minutes. <laughs> I am now going to do my I have a dream speech." Yep. But the thing is, <clears> if <throat> someone has a baby that they're not prepared for, I don't want to say unwanted because all you know, say unwanted. Say unwanted. Some people unplanned, unwanted. Say unplanned. All of that. You know, if they have, but there's a difference between unplanned and unwanted. Well, unwanted in the sense of I don't want to get pregnant. Right. That's an unwanted pregnancy. Yes. So, but then doesn't that child end up costing society in general more than a pack of pills? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Just, just throwing that out there. The same way. Excuse me. An abortion. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Saves a whole bunch of money. Yeah. There's that. Fucking idiot. I think you have a follow-up to it. Some other idiot said something, too. Um, I think what, it's one of the tabs is on it, top. Oh, wait. Um, no, that's a Wheaton College. Thing. Oh, oh, maybe you don't. Okay. Maybe it was think, just no, that because one. because this other one is okay. Pat Buchanan looking upset because his photograph is next to a photograph of <laughs> a black man. A black man. Sal Sharpton. Yeah, it's not a black man. It's Al Sharpton. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. He's a douche. I don't like Al Sharpton at all. I think he's a. I like him better than Pat Buchanan. <clears throat> no, I think I think Al Sharpton is a black Pat Buchanan. Quite frankly. <laughs> all right. Well. Seriously, you put you put fucking Al Sharpton and Bill Cosby in the same room. They'll get mad because the white iPhone is racist. <laughs> I think Al Sharpton's calmed down a lot recently. <laughs> well, he got a haircut. Oh, no, I'm thinking of He's Don lost King. a lot of weight, too. I do watch him a lot, uh, not a lot, because I don't really watch a lot of MSNBC anymore. It's because he's black, isn't it? Uh, what? That he lost weight? I don't know how that's supposed to work. Uh, never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is the uh, the little thing is, the headline is, Pat Buchanan calls Obama, quote, your boy to Al Sharpton, and then clarifies remark. Which is backpedaling. Yeah, exactly. I didn't say it was your nigga. I said it's your boy. It's the same thing if you say it that way. I know. <laughs> Although I can't see I can't see him getting all, you know, all lingity with it. 
Oh, God. All right, here we go. Pat Buchanan was forced to clarify some potentially controversial remarks he made on MSNBC Tuesday night. Buchanan was on Al Sharpton's 6 p.m. show having a very boisterous discussion with the Reverend about President Obama's debt deal. Sharpton was defending Obama's handling of the situation, and Buchanan was challenging his interpretation of events. He brought up the issue of the Bush tax cuts. And let me tell you, your boy, Barack Obama, caved in and in on it on 2010, and he'll cave in on it again, he said. Sharpton pounced. My what? My president. Barack Obama? What did you say? What do you mean, you people? (laughs) (laughs) He's your boy in the ring. He's your fighter. Buchanan responded. Yeah, nice save there, Whitey. Put your fucking cloak away. Nobody, he's nobody's boy. Sharpton thundered back. He's, he's your, somebody's he's boy. Your, he has a mother. He's your president, and he's our president. And that's what y'all have to get uh, got to get through your head. Why now? Why didn't Pat Buchanan jump onto the y'all? Am I some cracker from the south? <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a a uh, blown out of proportion race fight. My God, really? I mean, this is like 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 thirty seconds away from a yo mama fight. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's listen to this because I can't do it justice. Oh wait. Oh no, you can't do it justice that, either. That Not won't matter here. if you do it from there. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> Play. Listen to the little speaker. Hold on, I'll find it. Can here. you find it? Yeah. God damn it! Hook me up to the thingy doodle. <laughs> But see, I don't. I, I brought that up because I don't see the big deal about the your boy thing. Because when Bill and I do the show all the time, anytime you know he's talking about an actor, he'll come up and say, "Oh well, your boy there, uh, you know, Joe, what's his face?" said, and it's like, "Oh, okay, so it's it's normal conversation for us." So I thought that was weird. What what sites? That's the Huffington Post, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what, though? This guy, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. This guy, Gunter Geisthardt. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Gunter Geisthardt says, Sharpton incarnates everything Obama detests in American and African-Americans and painstakingly avoids embodying as a public figure. Irascibility, pugnacity, <laughs> and a kind of a physis down-home sleaziness. Meanwhile, Sharpton's the challenger, come apologist, Worships his big black appeaser, the president. Now imagine Obama were white, everything being the same. Would Sharpton vow never criticize his commander-in-chief? What explains such loyalty if not the fact that Obama is, in Sharpton's eyes, one of us? Oh, boy. Danke schön, gute Geisheit. You know, one of us as in he's a Democrat, because if I remember correctly, Fox News said that you cannot... You cannot insult a sitting president in a time of war, yet Fox News has done that since the election to Obama when we're in the middle of three wars. And it's unpatriotic, if I remember correctly, to criticize the president. Hmm. A, despite how hard the troops are working, and I support our troops, everybody, okay, the wars they were in a kind of bullshit, stupid, fucking waste of time wars. Well, yeah. A, but the, okay. Yeah. So I don't consider it like, oh, let's be nice to the president because we're at wartime. Yeah. Okay. Because the president has made is- lots of mistakes so far. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed, quite frankly. I mean, he'll have a chance to fix some shit when he gets reelected because, let's be frank, he'll get reelected. Well, you can be frank. I can be frank. There we go again. <laughs> All right. So unless unless I really like my Gunter Gas guy's hot voice. That was very thirty rock. That's spas. <laughs> unless something like catastrophic happens and some like 
it like fucking amazing Republican candidate crawls okay, out of the There world. is no fucking way, all right? Like Let's see. What would have to happen for Obama to lose? Reagan would be reanimated. Reagan would have to. I'd vote for Reagan. But you know what? Reagan would technically be a Democrat, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He'd so. be probably be a pretty conservative Democrat. Because the but, Tea Party would just kick him the fuck out. Yeah. But like, like Romney would have to spew like healthcare and jelly beans from some sort of portal in his chest yeah. to get to get. Yeah. Like one of the elected. dudes in Blue Man Group. Yeah, exactly. Actually, what he would what he would probably do is he he could say, "I will create two Americas. The coasts will be Normal. liberal America, and they can have all the free socialized health care they want. But the center, the we'll real America, to... can can suffer." <laughs> oh, inbreeding. Anyway, all right. Let me um, play this this uh, this audio here. There's a myth. You can't uh, switch car insurance until your policy expires. Hold on. It's that dude from the wire unit or whatever it it's is. It's the president from 24. Yeah. Wasn't he the president in 24? Did you ever I notice no that idea. the planet's always fucked up when there's a black president <laughs> in those movies? Yeah. Morgan Freeman and the meteorites, right? There you go. That yeah. black dude in Fifth Element. Yeah. That was the whole planet, too. Mm. All right. Let's the see. dusk is finally settling over the debt debate. And at least one person thinks he did quite well for himself. In fact, John Boehner's giving himself. Oh, this is six minutes. Oh, no, fuck that. I can't listen to Al Sharpton. For you six were minutes. unable to get. And John Boehner's on there, too. Spot. Fuck that. Yeah. This yeah. headline um, actually caught my attention. Disney. Disney Snow White retelling moving forward. Order of the Seven. That sounds badass. Is that Monica Lewinsky? No. I'm kidding. Her dress is clean. <laughs> and it's only partially blue. <laughs> it's the white around her neck. <laughs> sure, there are already two live-action Snow White films in production. But if there's any studio that knows that fairy tale, it's Disney. As such, it shouldn't be terribly unexpected that the House of Mouse would be coming out with its own retelling of the Princess and Dwarf story. What they're doing with it, however, may be a bit of a surprise. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the studio is moving forward with its Far East warrior-focused version of the tale now called The Order of the Seven. (sighs) (laughs) It's it's been in development for years because nobody wants to make it, and so says THR, will actually minimize the aspects associated with the grim legend. It will be trading those trappings for an ancient action storyline that will feature a band of warriors from around the world that, once downtrodden, are galvanized by meeting an English woman in China. Um, don't we know this movie as um, Seven Samurai? I was going to say meets. Um, what's that Disney movie that takes place in China? Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. I wanted to say like Mopan or something like that. <laughs> As recently as February, the film was in development under the title Snow and the Seven. That's a stupid title. And had what seems to be a similar storyline to what we get today. An English woman goes to Hong Kong for her father's funeral and realizes that her evil stepmother was plotting her murder, at which point she turns to the warriors for protection. Natalie Portman was rumored to be semi-attached to that project, which basically says nothing. Somebody said Natalie Portman. We asked her. Yeah, hey, some dude was thinking Natalie Portman would be good. 
Again, let me read that let that line to you again because that is the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. Natalie Portman was rumored to be semi attached to the project. You know what? I am I am would now like to declare that I am rumored to be semi attached to Natalie Portman. <laughs> but whether that's still the case remains to be seen. Whoever gets the lead to the extent that the film is loosely based on the fairy tale will have stiff competition to be the definitive live-action face of the beloved princess. Kristen Stewart is starring as a warrior in training princess alongside Chris Hemsworth and evil Queen Charlize Theron in Snow White and the Huntsman, while Lily Collins will play a more traditional Snow White with Julia Roberts as evil queen. That's going to fail. And Army... Is that it? Army Army Hammer. Hammer. That's a terrible name. His parents hated him. He's the twins in... um... Army, Army Hammer? Yeah. Yeah. Is he white He's and the powdery twins. and cleans toilets? Well, he was the... Or does he absorb odor in refrigerators? He was the, the twins in Social Network. You keep saying that like I care. He was good. It's still a terrible name. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Both of them. <laughs> As the Dashing Prince. For more on Disney Snow White retelling, there's a link. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, Julia Roberts as an evil queen? That's going to fail. Julia Roberts movies don't do well. Julia Roberts as an evil anything does. She's a feel-good actress kind of thing. When was the last time you saw her as a bitch? Never. Did the closest thing she's ever come to playing a bitch is with Erin Brockovich? Well, not even Erin Brockovich, but you know because <laughs> that was just her tits. But <laughs> it was um, what my best friend's wedding. Oh, geez, I didn't even watch that. Uh, oh, I have the other part of that story. I found it here. Because it was in a tab I didn't open, um, but wasn't Julia Roberts in the movie with um, Tom Hanks? There, the was Larry Crown. Yeah, or whatever? it was actually. I saw that movie twice. Yeah? actually, I liked it. It was good. I think she. I think she might have been the problem with it. No, you know what? She was um, actually when she was in it. Yeah, she was actually fine. Oh, okay. She was actually pretty good. The I problem like with it. Anymore. The problem with it was that <clears throat> it. It had elements of a guy gets shit on by corporate America and right. needs to reinvent his life. Okay. It was um, uh, sort of a fish out of water, older dude goes back to school, right, meets right. up with some younger people. Okay. Okay. They, you know, change his life a little bit. Yeah. All right. He, um, it's kind of a romantic comedy kind of thing. She's right, got a shitty right. husband. Brian Cranston's a fucking riot. Uh, okay. She catches him like doing porn. He's just like, I'm just a guy being, I'm just a guy being a guy being a guy, something like that. <laughs> so it was, he was really great in it. Um, but the thing is though, like it, it did things that you would expect. Okay. It didn't do them particularly well. Uh, but you didn't care because it was so lighthearted and fun anyways. Like like a line that you could beat the shit out of but was still kind of cute okay. is like she's talking about, you know, the syllabus and stuff they're going to do in the class. And, and some dude, um, you know, makes some statement. Right. And she goes, are you clairvoyant? And he goes, no, I'm steve dibiase oh, you know it's like that kind of like humor but it's okay it's good natured enough right it's kind of like like connecticut it's there <laughs> yeah it's there not watching you know too what? much 30 no, no, no. it's there you don't mind it yeah it's not really bothering you yeah that's, it's just that's something it... that you sit through and go okay it's yeah. when it i i enjoyed it i thought it was kind of okay. you know in the right mood 
you know, it's 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 fine. All right. You know, I like Tom Hanks. Yeah. All right. She wasn't in it enough to bother me. Oh, all and when right. she was right. in it, she was kind of boozy and floozy and kind of stuff like that. So like there was too much of her in the Oceans movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was enough of her in <laughs> this right. movie that I could tolerate. Okay. Well, let me let me play this audio here, and then we'll go to break. Basically, Larry Crown is one of those one of those things where it's like <laughs> if the batteries in your remote die <laughs> oh, when it's it won't be on, so bad. it won't be so bad. You don't have to try and throw your remote at the power button gotcha. to turn the TV off. Um, the title of this article is Fox Quote Expert Blasts Expanding Access to Birth Control. Are we going to do pedicures and manicures as well? I'm just going to play the video for this, and we'll cut it off after it gets too long. It's a controversial addition to health care reform, and reaction has been swift to the Obama administration's decision to require insurance companies to cover birth control at no extra cost. Will this improve women's health, or is it more government spending at the expense of personal responsibility? Here for a fair and balanced debate is Jamu Green. She's the former president of the Women's Media Center, and Sandy Rios, vice president of Family Pack Federal. Both our guests are Fox News contributors. Hello, ladies. Thanks for being here. Hi, Allison. Good Jamu, morning. I want to start with you. The average copay for birth control pills right now is $14. That means that's the average, okay? So that means that for millions of women, it's less. Some pay $5. Why do we need more government expenditure for something that is, frankly, this cheap and accessible? Well, Allison, this is a textbook definition of win-win. You know, we have right now 50% of pregnancies in this country are unintended pregnancies. And anyone who, you know, has looked at uh, women's health care and, and may fall on the side of being against abortion should be celebrating <laughs> this historic decision because this is going to dramatically decrease abortions in oh, America. She's thought her position and, and that's out pretty something well. I think yeah. both sides want. Okay, Sandy, your response. La La Land. Very nice to talk to you this morning. I would just like to say that if women wow, now don't cunt. take birth control, and it's, uh, by the way, the generic brand, you can buy it for $9 a month. So now we're going to make it free. And the theory is that if we make it free, they will really actually now take it. And uh, that is ridiculous. And I would also like to say, is the White House out of their mind? Does the West Wing not know what the left wing is doing? We have $14 trillion in debt, and now we're going to cover birth control, breast pumps, uh, counseling for abuse. Are we going to do pedicures and manicures as well? I think that would be a good Stop. idea. All right, Stop. That's, that's all Stop. we Stop. needed. Stop, you fucking idiot. I'm not an idiot. No, not you, that idiot. That's okay. the point I wanted to get to. We don't need to hear anything past Oh, that. my fucking God. A, all right, you, you know what? You want to save some money? Okay. You want to you, you get the, just, you know what? Stops then. No more Viagra. Yeah. You know what? Don't cover Viagra. Yeah. Sa save some Wait, money right there. Is it there. covered? Yeah. Like, like 100%? I believe so. I think that was one of the other things that we read. I, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. It shouldn't be. Exactly. There is no medical need. For boners, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't need to have one. Oh, I do. You know, twice. I mean, not right now. Twice. <laughs> oh, just twice. Well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at work a lot. So uh, anyway, so um, she. But the compared, thing that like like Brett, let's, but, but let's you, get this out of the way. She compared 
abuse counseling to a manicure. No, but what gets me too is the whole like breast pumps. Was was breast pumps part of that? I don't know. Apparently. Because she said breast pumps. She definitely did. And you cannot dispute like breast milk over formula and stuff like that. So anything, I mean, the antibodies and all that other kind of crap. Okay. At, so, least, at least right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So why the fuck not? Anything that's going to help children be healthier. Okay. It's going to cut down on the costs of them not being healthy. Why the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you people? I can answer that with one word. <laughs> Excuse me. Mark. Religion. But the thing is, it's like, okay, you know what? Here's the thing. So if they're okay with Viagra being covered, but not birth control, yeah. they're suggesting that only men should fuck. Well, see, see, what it is, is the Viagra is for their husbands. The birth control are for the poor African-American girls. Well, let's be honest. Birth control should be for their daughters, because you know, mm. you know they're fucking. Yeah, because they don't follow our advice to just swallow. Right. God, so, just fucking do fucking it. Idiots. Man. <laughs> Nuns. Anyway, um but the thing is though, it's like so <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I I got nothing for this cuz they're all such fucking stupid people. Yeah. They're just you know, what what kills me is that their whole thing is like, oh, okay, you know, it's lifestyle. You're going to fuck, you know, you're all whores. You're all enjoying the moment, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to do it at the public teat, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. So they're sort of, there's this whole idea that you should look, you know, long-term, blah, blah, blah. Think about what you're doing. Have more personal responsibility. But let's look Not at- Not on my dime. Well, let's, but, but the thing is though, look at- Look at <laughs> like savings and cost savings that you could, that you could- have if yeah. there weren't so many like unwanted pregnancies and yeah. teenage you know teenage mothers like it's great for mtv's ratings but that's you know about it, mtv needs to cut that shit out yeah but they won't because it's ratings and it's money and you know what then what is viacom because viacom owns mtv right Comedy central yeah exactly a bunch of stuff, so yeah. let's look at who they support that's where politically. that's where pregnant and six, 16 and pregnant should be it should be on fucking comedy central because they're pathetic and i should laugh at them yeah i i'm sorry it we're gonna we're gonna get a, it a we're gonna it. we're gonna get an email in a little bit about um um drug addiction and how sometimes that can't be helped and you can't be saved Okay, fair enough. If you're if you're raped and you're on sixteen and pregnant, all right, that's just sad. Yeah, I will not make definitely. fun of you. But if you got drunk and fucked your boyfriend, your and then fault. and then jumped up and down afterwards because you thought you could not, you know, get pregnant that way, it's uh, you're too stupid to raise a child. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear a, a little bit more. I want to hear the 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 sane woman's response to the. Fucking idiot. These unplanned pregnancies are not really because of lack of access to birth control. It's because people have birth control and they don't use it. So, so at some point, that. isn't this just personal responsibility? Absolutely not. And, and to look at the 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 
economic reason behind this that Sandy tried to point to. These unintended pregnancies cost us over $11 billion a year. How can we not look at this as a cost-saving measure? Um, not, I don't necessarily see that as being the top reason because the top reason is clearly women's health and family health and, right. and really being I able to space out your pregnancies and plan them too. has been proven to help women's health. Sandy? But there is an economic factor, and that's saving $11 billion a year. What do you say to that, so, I, mean, I, I don't believe that in, in, a, in, in a heartbeat. And I would also like to just ask you as a woman, why in the world? Would you encourage your daughters and your granddaughters and whoever else comes behind you to have unrestricted, unlimited sex anytime, anywhere, and that that somehow, awesome. if you present the prevent... But that's not what they're saying. That's they're not, not what saying, they're saying. They're, not, they're definitely not saying free birth control, gangbangs for everybody. If they were, I'd be taking birth control. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> it does it. not make any sense. All right, I'm just trying to voice my... <laughs> support for gangbangs. Pregnancy, but oh. somehow you've helped them. I would submit to you that uncontrolled sexual behavior is what is harming our girls, not their lack of birth control, which, by the way, they don't seem interested in taking anyway. Having a baby Who's is not the worst thing. About? I think having multiple sex partners without any kind of restraint or responsibility is much more damning. Why would you... Su- Tell okay. that to a okay. fucking pregnant 14-year-old, you stupid step-preferred Fucking dumbass. I can speak for myself and my wife and say, really didn't do a whole lot of damage, just experience. Yeah. That's it. I mean, if I had had a kid when I was like 18, 17, when I was still smoking pot, that would be the worst thing. I could not have had the kids at a better time in my life. Yeah. I was in the best possible place. But, oh, what the fuck? All right, all right. You know who she reminds her? She reminds me of the, the woman that always shows up on Parks and Recreation. Yeah, just, I was going to say. Just burn the painting. I was going to say Blair from, you know, Facts of Life. <laughs> oh, come on. I hate when it freezes up on me. Like damn that. YouTube. Without any kind of restraint or responsibility is much more damning. Why would you support that? Well, I support when you have a pregnancy that there is a commitment to parenting. And that is what happens when you have the ability to have family planning, uh, which contraception is such an important part of. You know, again, we are looking at at such a, a historic moment where 50 years ago, the birth control pill in many states was illegal. This decision that the Obama administration has made to include within the health care reform bill it is going to affect the 50% of pregnancies that are unintended in this country. And Sandy, and Sandy I've, heard you, I've heard you argue against abortions for, for many, many years. This is going to dramatically decrease abortions. How can you be against that? Sandy, your response, do you think this will decrease abortions? <laughs> We're talking about fantasy. I'm talking about women's hearts and minds and their real health, their mental health, their spiritual health. She's not and a I woman. She's doing a disservice to women everywhere. That if we encourage and give away birth control, that we're somehow helping women. I don't believe that. And Jamu, let me tell you something else. In Red China, they have this down to a science. The local health care centers China. make women come in every month to be examined, to see if they've had their cycle, to make sure they're taking their medication. And if they have a baby, they're roundly Public, pu- punished if they have a
have an extra baby. That baby is aborted. That's the control we're moving toward. I reject no, that. I'm not. able to take my own medicine to pay my own $9. And I reject the notion that you have to micromanage women in this country in order to do what? To let clearly, them do I think clearly I, Sandy's point is she wants to put ideology over public health, and that's just yes, not the responsible thing. It's not the responsible thing to do. She agreed with that. Portion of this plan, and that is that the morning after pill will also be provided free of charge. And Jammu, as you know, many religious groups and others feel that this is a form of abortion. Should this also be included? So it's well, down I think the if stairs. you look at 98% of Catholic women in this country and almost 100% of evangelicals who uh, are sexually active have used birth control. And, and so, you know, I, I kind of dismiss uh, sure, some the of the institutions that different. are against I mean, this. The they... morning after pill has been determined by the medical community, by scientists, to be contraception. It works in the same way that an IUD works. It, it is birth control. And, and, and there are people who want to put ideology over public health, but that's not the direction that this historic decision is moving us in, and that's the right, that's the right direction. Jamu, you, you all make science a laughing stock. You present science and facts just to present your viewpoint. It's your ideology that drives you. And I would like to say that the morning after pill, whether it is a mortification or not, has other detrimental effects. In Great Britain, where it was legalized first, there was an outbreak of older men taking in underage girls the morning after to get their pills so that no one would ever have to know and there was no consequence. I reject that and I reject as a taxpayer being forced to pay for it. I am against this on gotcha. ideological, women's health. We pay for health, a lot of things that we right, disagree you've, you've with, and made, this is something uh, that is in the public health. feelings known. Obviously, this is a very intense and contentious issue. Jamu Green, Sandy Rios, thanks so much for coming in with, for the debate. You're welcome. Thank you, Alice. You all make science a laughing stock. You present you science. Your facts. You present science and facts just to present your viewpoint. You, I am you, going to you with your facts. I'm going to pull that audio, and I think that may be the new end of the show. Instead of end of line, I think that's what we're going to use from now on. You and your crazy facts. What a bunch of what a what a fucking dumbass. Using facts and science only on Fox do you get. She is a Stepford wife. She is a talking point spewing machine, isn't she? Yeah, I want to punch her in the face. Fucking terrible. This is just a week where I, I didn't you know think what I, I want. Really you know what I want? I want her to be in a movie theater. Annoyed by that dude. <laughs> I, by, annoyed by that chick so she'll beat the shit out of her. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder sometimes if these people go home. And after they cash their checks from their packs and everything, they all have (coughs) drinking problems. Okay, no, but like daughter, her daughter is like doing cocaine off the penis of the pool boy. (laughs) Come on, but do do you think there's ever any of these people that go home and turn to their their family and say, "Do you hear the bullshit I said today?" So full of shit. I got sixty five thousand dollars from a group for saying that. Probably. I don't you know, know, you, you know I don't what? Know if I could, I would do almost, that. I would almost have more respect for them then. Oh, even, I absolutely. Even would. if, yeah. even if it's that little sliver of their life yeah. where they know that they're full of shit, yeah. and if the only person they can confess that to or be real with is their spouse, right. then great, right. because that little tiny bit of their humanity is showing through. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I. I find it really hard to believe that somebody like that or somebody like 
like, well, not Michelle Bachman, but Ann Coulter. I find it difficult to believe that that they give me a fucking break. Rush Limbaugh looks at his paycheck every month and goes, "Yeah, motherfucker." I'm gonna I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep, keep saying, saying this shit. I'll yeah. keep saying this shit. You keep shoveling me, yeah. giving me money and Twinkies. Well, the rumor with um with with Fox News is wherever the political spectrum goes, whichever one pays more money is the way they will yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have Fox with Family Guy and The Simpsons and stuff. But then we have Fox News that is the exact opposite. Exactly, because if you look at Fox Entertainment, yeah, it's really kind of lefty. It really is, but it's owned by the same guy. Yeah, that's where the dollars are. It's fascinating. All right, let's do this break, and then we'll do a uh, voicemail. Because damn, it's another long show. We are top rock. We are streaks. We are Z Cavarici. We are laser. Rachel on film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com
fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. song about a bloodhound gang called Pennsylvania. So before we get to voicemail, I have a question for our listeners. Anybody that may ride a scooter. What is... I want one of those so bad. I want to know what the law is for being in traffic without a license plate before I start really bitching about people that I almost run over. Because I think some of them, I think that like a cert, I think a certain size motor or a certain speed or something like that, like a moped, right? Like a moped, yeah. Um, doesn't require a license plate, right? Um, but does that give you right of way in traffic? And conversely, does that give you the right to be the biggest douchebag in the world and on a two lane road make your own fucking lane down the middle? I just think it's stupid. I don't. I don't. I just think it's dangerous. You know what? A scooter shot by me the other day scared the shit out of me. Yeah. We're stopped in traffic. Nothing should be moving. So when something moves past you where you're not expecting it, what's the first thing you think? Oh, fuck, my car's moving. I would have been, open my door. No. But I don't, I, I have no problem with responsible scooter drivers, but if you're in front of me and you're doing 25 and the speed limit on the street is 35, move the fuck over. Yeah. I mean... If they can't go faster than that, they shouldn't be in the road. They should be off to the side of the road. Yeah. I mean, and I think that they have. But there's some, there's some heavy-duty ones. Like yeah. Like a step below, like a starter motorcycle kind right. of thing. I mean, and I and I really think it has to do, like, what they're allowed to do, where they're allowed to be. Right. Is, like, like I don't know, like, I can't picture a Vespa on, you know, Route 1. <laughs> No, I can't. Dist- I, I have never seen one on a highway. <laughs> it, would like, but, it would be like a squirrel getting hit by a like a tanker truck. Yeah, but there's like some boulevards or, or avenues in Boston where they're in the street. Yeah, like all yeah, so, like all over Boston, I could totally see that. But in the middle, like in a lane, like 
like like a car, but you don't have a plate. So that's I the part think that, that confuses I think that me. That's that's the kind of weird. Then is it like how much is how much of it? How much is that like a bicycle where being in that lane isn't necessarily illegal? Right. It's just stupid. Well, the thing is, if you're gonna ride a scooter, like there was a guy behind me um, the other day. He had goggles and a helmet and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and it was a pretty hefty yeah. like scooter. Um, but he was in his lane. He was keeping up with traffic. And when we got to the red light, he didn't try to go around all of us and scoot in between. I hate when fucking motorcycles do that, too. Yeah. You never see the big Harley dudes. Like, no. I don't, at least, see them scooting between cars. It's the plastic bikes. Yeah. You know, the ninjas and the katanas and whatever the fuck they right. make now. But I, I'd like to know from maybe somebody that, like, rides one that, that knows the rules. Like, first... I, I'm pretty sure we can agree on the uh, don't be a fucking douchebag and drive down the dotted line. Right. I mean, plus that's just, it's just not safe. No, it's definitely not safe. You know, and I would say that from anyone on a, like a motorcycle all the way down to like a bicycle. Yeah. Like that's just, it's just not a great, if you're in this, I mean, I think like, like in Boston, when I used to ride around Boston all the time, Yeah. Um, I would. Right, you know, right. like I mean, not some, not like down Starro Drive or anything like that. No, but, but on on Starro, they they have yeah, a you've path got a bike, you've got a bike yeah. path along the river, okay. Yeah. But like somewhere like on Com Ave or something like that, I totally would. I'd be yeah, quite frankly, I'd be whatever I thought was safe, whatever I thought that I could like but get away you, with. But if you were being a dick, you knew you were being a dick. Yeah, I mean, there was no problem whatsoever with me going in between two moving buses. Right. I had no problem with that, but yeah. if I get hit and I die, it's nobody's fault but my own because I'm a fucking idiot. Well, that's true. That's so I'm just I'm just curious because I don't I don't want to get angry if I shouldn't. So that's like the first time I've yeah. ever asked that. Plus, I think that you're seeing more scooters out there. Just because, oh, there are a lot more. Yeah, which is I would wild. I would love to get one. Except that, how am I going to get like four kids on a fucking scooter when I got to bring them somewhere? Well, have you watched like some of the people in India fit like a shitload of stuff on their scooters? Yeah, well, people complain. <laughs> All right, so we have a shitload. We have a of lot feedback. of feedback. A lot of mail this week. Yeah, uh, we must I'm have said some stupid shit going. last week. All right, I'm just going to start going. Go ahead. Uh, this is from uh, Tony's. My wife is my hero. This was from last week. I don't think we read this, and I, I'm sorry I missed it. Okay. Um, so there we are at a local county fair. Yeah, I didn't choose the activity. We're walking around minding our own business and pass a church booth. The crazy lady behind the table yells at us, Are you going to heaven? My wife politely replies, I doubt it. I'm a Jew. <laughs> nice. I like that. All right. Um, nice job. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, episode, um, should I read? I'll do this last. This is the one from is that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one is from James the Dork. It's called All Ads Are Bullshit. Mm. It starts off, I'm with Frank here. Pause for Frank to make Chris read that twice. <laughs> you read voice or emails. <laughs> I am with Frank. Yes, you get it. You heard that, right? I heard that. I, Every yeah. commercial you've ever seen that has ever be con- been conceived is full of lies. Uh, be it a white lie that just exaggerates the reality of what a project, of what a product can do, or a blatant lie that completely misrepresents the item. And I'll tell you, that's true, man. Because every yeah. fucking toy I've seen on TV, and then I get as a kid, I'm like, I'm not having nearly as much fun as those coked up kids that were on Saturday mornings. <laughs> 
It's 30 seconds of bullshit fashion to coax you into buying a product. Beer and soda are lucky enough that all they really need to do with their commercials is get the product in your head so you suddenly get an urge to drink a Coors. I'm really in the mood for a beer now. Yeah, I didn't However, get any on the way home. makeup, clothing, cars, and any imagery-related use use the most deplorable garbage you can conceive uh, to trick you into thinking that wearing axe will get you laid or washing your hair will make you come. <laughs> is that what that says? The dude's using Herbal Essences video uh, um, <clears throat> is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Um, if we start getting all uppity about airbrushing, we'd have to essentially ban all advertising outright. Not gonna happen. Repeating my Google Plus post for Chris, my cousin goes nuts and hurts a bunch of folks. He's still my cousin. I don't get to disown him and say, oh, no, that guy isn't part of my family. Yeah. James the dork. All right. I know. James, I, I just, being on my I was side. Just, I was just playing the other side because otherwise it's, you know, just two people agreeing. We don't want that. Not all the time. <laughs> this one is called High School Dropouts. This yeah. is from Shad. I like that name. A lot of misspellings. No, I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. It's <laughs> oh, a you're joke. A dick. I totally am. Um, hello, Chris and Frank. My name is Shad. I've been a longtime listener of your show, coming from OTC. Nice. And I've been listening to you guys from the beginning. Wow. I haven't even listened to us from the beginning. <laughs> no, I've always enjoyed your insightful commentary, fun banter, and I've always liked the way you stand up for the little guy. That's my penis. Um, I might not always agree with your viewpoint on things, although I usually do, but you always get me thinking. I've never felt the need to contact you before, but unfortunately, your recent bit regarding the NPR story regarding high school dropouts managed to get under my skin quite a bit. Although you are correct that dropping out of high school is not a good decision and the act of doing so should be expected to have repercussions felt throughout a person's life, I thought that your comments regarding the story at hand and the person involved were mean-spirited, unfair, and somewhat bullying and pretentious in nature. Although the gentleman referenced in his story might have made mistakes in his life and may not have a higher education, it doesn't make him stupid, lazy, or unworthy of fair of a fair shake in life. Everyone makes mistakes, particularly when they are young, and while it is fair that you uh, that they pay for these mistakes, I don't see how it calls for them to be mocked and ridiculed decades later when they are simply trying to survive and provide for their families. Your comments making fun of the guy for saying he felt he had had a good life so far, I'm paraphrasing here, and then going on to deny him this and that, state that he had, state that he had not, what? And told state that he had not, not were particularly disappointing. Uh, remember, despite what NPR might have you believe, not all high school dropouts are stupid, lazy, or unsuccessful. Many do find ways to further their lives or their careers after wising up. And even many of those <clears throat> that don't find ways to contribute towards society, that don't find ways to contribute towards society and provide for themselves and others. Regardless, I apologize for my first correspondence <laughs> with your show to be one that comes from a place of irritation and disappointment. I love both of you and appreciate your ability to stand up for common sense and those who are unfortunate or forgotten by society. Keep up the good work. And I promise I'll attempt to leave more positive email for you fellas next week. To start, I just want to say <clears throat> that even though we've insulted somebody and that's what caused him to write in, I re and, and we've had a couple of these actually this week. Um, I really I like our listeners a lot because he didn't say... Fuck you guys. I'm done. 
you know, he took the time to talk to us, and I wrote back to him, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, find what I actually wrote back, and um, but I won't read his response back to me because it wasn't, you know. Um, I said, I listened back to what we said before we put the show out. And you're right. I was basing my responses off personal experience with people that let me, I actually typed let twice. They let me down because they quit. I guess I'm still a bit mad at them for screwing up a good thing. They weren't dumb or lazy, but one friend quit in February of his senior year. Wasn't even failing. (laughs) We'll make amends and clarify. Do I know that person? You might. Yes, you do. Okay. And it was frustrating, wasn't it? If it's who I think it was, yes. It was absolutely idiotic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely stupid. And the thing is, like, if you go, if you if you realize you're out of school for a little bit and you realize, oh, shit, I made a huge fucking mistake and you you do something to get a career, you know, go to, a, you get your GED, go to a trade school, um, what what else military service after you get yeah. your GED something so that you have training to move on in life <coughs> that's one thing this guy that we were uh, first of all we were pretty tired and I had had a couple drinks which is no excuse I was totally sober and I mocked the dude anyway but he hadn't done anything for like 30 years yeah he just kept going from minimum wage to minimum wage and he would he he was so screwed he couldn't move with his family to another area he had to tough it out where he was but the thing that got me is when he would tell people that the the, the guy in the article not not chad um, that he he's, he would tell people that he went to high school with or, or elementary school with that he was making seven dollars an hour and he had he didn't have enough pride in himself to better himself maybe he didn't know how that's possible but there was just something about that one particular guy that just Made me want to shake him and go, "What? what's wrong with you? Yeah. But we know a lot of people that actually have bettered themselves. Yeah. And I apologize to the people that I may have offended that have actually bettered themselves and and have realized, oh, shit, we, you know, we do need that. And it's a lesson <laughs> to those of you out there who haven't done a fucking thing to better yourselves. Get your shit together. Yeah, you know, little, you know who we're talking. You know talking. who you are. Do we? No, I'm talking to myself. Okay. I'm a piece of so, shit. So, Yeah. I was only talking. Uh, the, the, the story pissed me off. I really have no better excuse than that. Ooh, I want to read this one. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This is just because it was really kind of funny because um, we were doing the Bible thing before. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. This was this was spam that, we, that I got. Yes. Yeah, I love this one. It's called Bibles. <laughs> right to the point. Dear beloved in the Lord. This is from Evangelist Christian Borg. He is the Borg. <laughs> That's we are the Borg. <laughs> yeah. Ikidinunse Bible Community Church, Benin City, Edo State, Nigeria. Of course. He's from out of town. From Scamsville. Greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, also known as Jesus Christi. Um, and by the grace of God, I'm Evangelist Jeremiah. And we have the mandate of teaching, <laughs> of, of reaching the lost souls in our community and beyond the praise of God for using us and saving hundreds of souls in the real communities, hospitals, and schools over here. And I am glad to tell you that a juju priest gave his life to Christ and along with his household. 
This is a miracle indeed. We are not tired of reaching the good news of the kingdom of God. I am writing this letter believing that God together, we can depopulate the kingdom of Satan. Oh, okay. That was getting really creepy for I a know, second there. We can depopulate? Oh my God, he wants birth control. Sure, he gets birth control too. Well, it is religious. Okay, so um, my beloved brethren and Lord, I decided to write to you so that you can support us with God's word because there are 19 precious souls who are aged and they can only read the bold or giant print Bibles. And if you can send us the super giant, which was written in all caps, no, the super giant, that just would to be push great. that point home. This will be great too. send the super giant. That's like they Is he going to do read the Bible to know. him? And on the fifth day. <laughs> I mean, I'll be the first to admit that the Celtics have no use for Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. I don't know if this is what they want oh. to be doing. I'm a new Shaquille O'Neal. I'm here to read the Bible to you. <laughs> I, was, I was in Kazam. I'm a big motherfucker. <laughs> I played Black Superman. <clears throat> These elders <laughs> gave their lives to Christ. Well, if they gave their lives, aren't they dead? Anyway, um, and they're eager to study. I think he means dedicated. Oh, I see. Uh, They're eager to study God's word, and we cannot buy these Bibles. That is why we contacted you so that you can help us with these materials as soon as possible so that these souls can be blessed with God's word. We will love the KJV. King um, James Version. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like, you know, the killer (laughs) Jaguar. Vagina. Vagina. Because <laughs> really, what other word goes with Who me? Who couldn't love a killer Jaguar vagina? Because, <laughs> you know, we couldn't have gone with, with vampire. Sounds like a club, like a, some sort of band. <laughs> killer Jaguar vagina. <laughs> they open up for a uh, scarecrow boat and mouse rat. <laughs> It's just funny to you. The vagina opens up. (laughs) Should hear the shit that comes out of that. (laughs) Uh, They should be the English English language type. (laughs) Oh, we're back to the letter. I can't do this anymore. That's ridiculous. No, we're not sending you Bible. Shut the fuck up. Right. Like I have any to send him. Oh, okay. This leads me into this next email, which is this is some ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> Killer Jack. Oh my god. That's the best. Hey, Frank and Chris, check out this check this ridiculous bullshit out. And it's a link. And underneath it there's a quote. Oh, this was the thing that brought us to that manicures thing. Oh yeah, who was it that sent that? This was from Ian. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Um Okay, uh, we 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 kind of did. This is the White House out of their mind. Does the West Wing not know what the Left Wing is doing? Yeah, we're fourteen trillion in debt, in debt, and now we're going to cover birth control, breast pumps, um, counseling for abuse. Yeah, I know that's ridiculous. Why <laughs> the fuck should we counsel people with abuse? Or oh, you know what? Maybe they thought they were counseling people on how to abuse. God, you know what? Maybe covering Viagra is a good idea because then they could just go fuck themselves. <laughs> but All right, this pretty much just repeats that whole thing. Ian, okay. thank you for letting us know about this whole thing yeah was, yeah how many you got there three? um i got three well two and and then there's scott's all right we'll read one and then i'll play the voicemail that i have okay then. um this one is about amy winehouse this is from howard uh yes better known as eyeball kid this is the one i referred to earlier hey chris and frank longtime listener to otc and ays from the uk wow nice. um it's a lot of letters 
Um, if you put them all together, they spell Ot K Suck, <laughs> which is a lot better than Killer Jaguar Vagina. Oh, yeah. Um, but the music's not as good. <laughs> Welcome to Ot K Suck. Tonight's special is Killer Jaguar Vagina. <laughs> Long-time listener, blah, 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 and first-time writer. <laughs> Did he write blah, blah, blah? No, I just... Oh. Too many capital letters. Before I slightly disagree with you, I have to say you have a wonderful, occasion, if occasionally too long, show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this one. <laughs> yes. As two supposedly bleeding-heart liberals, I was surprised to hear you say that you have no sympathy for Amy Winehouse. I wouldn't like to compare it with those other horrible stories, as I don't think tragedy really has a scale. Right. Uh, bad things simply happen. I do think her case is a tragic one, though, and it is whenever a twenty and it is whenever a twenty-seven-year-old dies. Addiction and depression are mighty powerful demons. Many people manage to beat them; many do not. Addiction is a terrible disease. Um, and he can put it much better as he could put it. As he blah blah blah. We're gonna read English now. Okay. As he put it, much better than I would or could. I'll simply quote Russell Brand's recent Guardian article now, and there's a link. We need to review the way society treats addicts, not as criminals, but as sick people in need of care. Uh, the first two paragraphs in particular are well worth reading as well. When you love someone who suffers from the disease of addiction, you await the phone call. There will be a phone call. The sincere hope is that the call will be from the addict themselves telling you they've had enough and that they're ready to stop, ready to try something new. Of course, though, you fear the other call, the sad nocturnal chime from a friend or relative telling you it's too late, she's gone. Frustratingly, it's not a call you can ever make. It must be received. It is impossible to intervene. That's the part I don't understand. That's why I didn't bring the, the Russell Brand story up last week, because I don't understand that. If you care that much about them... You should be on their shit all the time. Yeah. Okay? Until, they, and, until they say, fuck it, I'm going to quit just to shut you up. And I'm sorry, you, you know what? I don't... I don't I'm going to finish reading this, yeah, and then yeah, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. off a little I don't bit. Want, I don't want to argue. So. I don't think it's... Fair to simply say that she had a choice, and I don't really think it's that simple. I've seen loving, intelligent family members go through similar, go through similar, and it just and it fucking destroys people. Sometimes I think your old mate Bill has the right idea of saying no completely. Not that I ever intend to do the same. Bill doesn't drink or do anything. Bill's like total straight edge. So. Okay. Um, anyway, hey, he's kept up with it, so good for him. That's good for him for keeping it up. Yeah. Anyway, I've rambled long enough. Keep up the great work and keep sticking to those incredible right-wing Christian fundamentalist fucking nut jobs. You seem to have hundreds of thousands (laughs) all over there. USA, USA, USA. (laughs) America. Highball kid. All right, here's my thing. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, okay, everybody and their fucking sister knows that she had problems. Yes. Okay? When you write a song that says, go into rehab, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay? Clearly, you are self-actualized enough to know that you have a problem. Okay? Add to that, okay? Now, what she had, loving family, lots of great friends, great. Lots of addicts have loving family, lots of great friends, try to get treatment, things don't work. Right. Okay? Right. When someone has, and this is what makes it so fucking frustrating, okay? Yeah. What makes it so frustrating is that she had resources, quite frankly, to deal with her problem, okay? She she did did not choose to be an addict, she chose no no i'm no 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 you know what i will i will give did somebody force her to drink and do drugs but here's the thing you know what you start the first time okay there are things that w- within a person's personality call it genetics call oh, it I, call it whatever I understand. that predispose I know. them I've, I've to been there. to to be a 
to be addictive personalities. So she doesn't have okay? the willpower to say no. Okay, and, and and that's and that's fine. Then she needs okay. to remove herself from the situations. Or get a green where Lantern ring and get the power of will. But wow, her her Green Lantern right, ring would or suck. maybe a degree in poetry. But anyway, <laughs> um, but my point is that knowing that she has problems with addiction. Yeah. Okay. And choosing, this is where the choice comes in. Mm. I'm not saying that she chose to have problems with addiction. When I bitch about this fucked up woman making a choice to not do anything about it, okay? Mm. There's where I have the problem. She has tons of money, okay? Put yourself in a fucking program, okay? She could afford to have herself locked away until she sobered up. Exactly. Therein lies the choice that I have the problem with, okay? Not that no, no, nobody chooses to be an addict, okay? Nobody chooses to See, have I, a problem I would, like this. I would argue that. No, 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 but, but here's the thing. I don't think anybody sits there and chooses. Well, what kind of no, drugs no, no. was she doing? Who the fuck knows? Well, that's the thing. And I think If you start doing meth or crack or heroin... You you are choosing to be an addict. You're, because no, you will become addicted to You're that. choosing and this is this is totally uh-huh. splitting hairs and it's oh, all of semantics, course, of right? Course, yeah. It's you're you're choosing you're you're choosing the bad behavior. You're not choosing your system's reaction to it, okay? No, because your system's people, reaction right. is always there. Exactly. All right. Like, there are people, I know. There are people who uh-huh. can you know, and, and you read about, you know, People like this all the time. Oh, yeah. I did cocaine for 15 years. The 80s were crazy. Um, I know the 80s didn't last 15 years. Okay. But I did cocaine <laughs> some and, then, did. and then I smartened up and I stopped. All right. Yeah. Some people don't have that, you know, I can just stop gene. Okay. Fine. No, that, yeah. Okay. Man, so that's most people. So those are the people who they, they don't choose to have the addiction. All right. If they choose knowing that they have problems with addiction and say, you know what, I'm going to have one more drink or I'm going to do see, one that's, more that's, line. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at is you're choosing to abuse an addictive substance. Right. Knowing you have a problem, knowing you have a sex addiction, no, even before, you don't hang out in strip clubs. Even before you have a problem, like I never did heroin because I knew it would kill me. Does that make me smarter or I just made better choices? Well, you made a better choice. Well, I never did heroin because I don't like needles. Because like I had, I had I had uh, I had coke offered to me. I accidentally did angel dust because it was inside something else. A light bulb, and um, but I didn't do coke because I knew I know my personality. Okay, but there's also not in you. Okay. The little switch that gets, you know, you, you do a little bit and you go, I want more, I want more, I want more. Okay. Oh, no, there and, is. That's that's totally there. Okay. But, I have that. But it's not as bad as Amy's was. No. Okay. It might be. I didn't have the money. Okay. Okay. So if I had millions of dollars, I'd probably be drunk right now. Me too. And actually. high. Totally. If I had millions of dollars, but I'd I also, probably be I a also, little bit drunk and I'd have a driver outside waiting to. Yeah. But I also know. wouldn't be married. Oh, I totally wouldn't be married. You kidding me? Anyway, so, um, but that's, but, I, but for me, it had to start somewhere. Is what I was getting at. Her choice in those sober, like lucid moments when she's just like, "Okay, this is pretty fucked up." When but you the don't family but and friends around her. But, but it's the initial choice, is what I'm saying. The initial choice of 
oh, you know what? I'll try Coke or I'll do ecstasy for, for or me, whatever. For me, the, the, the thing is like, because the first time you try something, you don't know what your system is going to do. Oh, no. Okay? No. If you do heroin, you know how you're going to react. Well, no, I, I, but after that, it changes how you think. It's like I can equate it best to, honestly, to, to smoking because that was the most addictive thing I've ever you know, quit. And right. it'll be, it's actually, I think, four years next month yeah, that, I've, that I've stopped. Your whole thought pattern changes. It's like, oh, well, if I go here, then when can I when smoke? Can I smoke if yeah. I take this job, like if I smoked, I would have had the hardest time at the job that I have now because I can't get outside. It would have been terrible. And I probably would have been fired a long time ago from it because I smoked, because I wouldn't be able to stop the behavior. Yeah. I mean, I knew going in that smoking was bad for me, that it's it wrecks your lungs and, and you know, destroys you basically. But once you start, you the thought pattern is different once you're inside it than from the very beginning, which is where I say that's the mistake. She chose to start doing it. See, I don't... But to continue it is a whole nother thing. Her body is telling her, I need that. And I have... And she she couldn't fight it. I have no problem with people trying shit, do shit. You know what? You get one life, you know, give it yeah. a shot, try everything, whatever. Okay? But once you realize that... Oh, fuck. I got a problem. Okay. Hmm. What can I do about this? Because this is a big fucking problem. But see, with her, she wrote, she, if you take the, the rehab song as... That was know, her mantra. As, that as, was her as, fucking as anthem. Her in, internal monologue coming out, you know, her beliefs, she couldn't be helped once she after she made that choice. She thought it was funny. So, you know what? I'm sorry. If she made a choice to not go and get Better treatments, her own fucking fault. I have no sympathy for it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we got one more. So how did how did we end up on that? I mean, yeah, I it, have. I still have no sympathy. But for addiction, her. addiction, problem. You know, you know who it's it's worst for. Uh, it's worse for everybody that survived. Well, of course it is. You know, it's it's. But it it gets maudlin and depressing, and and we could just we could just keep going. I think I think we we kind of agree all around. I mean, let, let's be honest. If I talk to ten people and ask them to name three Amy Winehouse songs. I don't think they can. Okay? I can name one and the title of an album because yeah. it's been all over the news. Yeah, all right. All right. This one is. Um, but a, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I just want, even though we had a big argument and I think we still kind of disagree with them. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you oh, for yeah. writing in. I thank in. everybody for, for writing in. I appreciate that. This one is um, from Ian. This okay. is, uh, let's see. I'm sure it's been brought up by someone already, but bath salts. Aren't actually the froofy scented home items you see at Bed Bath and Beyond? Uh, yes, nobody <laughs> brought that up to me but him. It's a stimulant drug of unknown to me, chemical composition that is marketed as bath salts in the same way there are no chemical analogs to THC. Hmm. In this, oh, in the same way that there are chemical analogs to THC okay. sold as herbal incense. Bath salts uh, are extremely dangerous, from what I understand. Okay. Right, well, so much for that Valentine's that's, Day present. That's the first I'd heard of that. All right. All right. Let, me, let me play this voicemail here and let's see what we got going on. Make sure that's good. And. Hi, Demise. Hi. I'm calling in about uh, who knows what. Um, I hope so we you have do. The, the fat kids. Okay. 
there is a problem with, with kids being obese. And I think if you're to the point where you're letting your kids have health issues, that's the same thing as not feeding them. Although my husband made a point that it's hard to, to claim neglect for somebody who's overfeeding their kid. But it's, it's just like the Munchausen syndrome. If you're doing something to your kid that's causing them medical issues, then you need to be dealt with. What they have to do is, of course, <laughs> I think the reason, um, like Demise you talked about, fuck is you it up. genetic. Um, <laughs> they need to be a little bit sensitive with the parents because if the parents had some kind of issue growing up that caused them to overeat, they're just going to pass that on to their kids and they don't know any better, so to speak. You know, although I'm a huge proponent of once you're a parent, tough shit. Whatever the hell happened to you as a kid, you need to suck it up and do the right thing. I agree 100%. So, yeah, I think there are cases where you could really have CPS step in and do something about an obese kid. Yeah, if you have a 400-pound um, 12-year-old. Let's see. Michelle Bachman, she's just a crazy bitch. Um, who's second in new polls. Format, I actually like it. It's more streamlined. Thank I you. get a little freaked out now and then because I have some very good friends who are Christians. I've been in and out of the Christianity myself, which has got to say a lot for that. Um, but I really do think it's it's more of a parable. It's not really a fairy tale, but just parables, just things that we're supposed to use to guide ourselves. It's not meant to be fact, to overtake science and all right. those kinds of things. But And so I kind of hesitated on, on, you know, but I enjoy your guys' show too much, and I appreciate you guys way too much. <laughs> um, and I just really like the new format, so I think you guys are kicking ass. Um, Casey Anthony, murderous. Okay, I'm going to say it. Murderous cunt. Um, she may not have actually killed her daughter, but she went out of her way to disregard her daughter as an important part of her life. And anybody who's a decent parent knows your kids take precedent over anything. Well, anybody that's and a decent parent doesn't have a dead kid. Do that mm. means that she well, deserves you know what something. I mean. And, you know, I'm not one to call up and give death threats, but I would definitely help beat the crap out of her if ah. I ever met her on the street. Ah. There's you know, a sign you can get a Halloween mask of her nails? Yeah. I think I saw that on John Stewart. But anyway. Uh, Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Uh, I'm calling right now because I'm halfway through the next show, and I know something will come up that I'll have to say. And so I'm just going to get all this out now. Bye. <laughs> I don't think we heard hey. back from her. <laughs> so she got it all out. I guess so. That's good. That's good. Thank you for calling in. Um, yeah, I don't hate individual Christians. I hate Christians that try to tell people what should belong in science books or people that tell me how to live my life. I just don't like anybody telling me how to live my life, Christian, yeah. atheist, or anybody. Leave me the fuck alone. I had uh, I had posted uh, something on Facebook. What was it? It was um, oh, it was that from that website. Um, dear blank, sincerely blank. Oh yeah. And um, it was dear Christians. Um, <clears throat> you're making a huge mistake. Sincerely, science. <laughs> and someone that I will not name responded to that. Um, you know what? I should just call it up so I can read it properly. Was it someone I know? Uh, maybe, but I don't think I don't think you've ever met. Oh, okay. Um, That's not who I thought it was. No, no, it's it's somebody that I know, like in real life. But that's that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, I mean, I like some of the stuff that they put on this, like um. Like, dear teen girls, go with the nerdy ones. Trust us. Sincerely, adult women. <laughs> um, dear middle-aged schoolgirls, you should be blowing bubbles, not guys. You mean... Sincerely, your generation is disgusting. Middle-aged schoolgirls is just sad. Middle, middle, middle school girls. Middle school girls. Say, yes. They should not be blowing anybody. Yes. 
Um, and I got, uh, so it's, uh, dear Christians, you're making a huge mistake, sincerely, science. And the response I got was, are you kidding me? Aren't you tired of this yet? And instead of going off on some big tirade and stuff, I wrote, I'm sorry, I don't understand. And I didn't get a response, and that was 16 hours ago. But it's like, you know what? Um, I don't comment on, that. here's the thing I don't understand. And this is this probably I could have saved until next week. But why is it okay for religious people to um, tell me what they think of me and what I should do, that I should baptize my children or I have no moral compass or... I'm, the baptism thing throws me off. I'm never hitting my kid with a bottle of champagne. Exactly. Well, that's, that's... Oh, a christening, right? Yes, very good. But the minute I come back at somebody for their religion, they're being persecuted. Yeah. Guess what, fucking hypocrite? Guess what? Well, that's why it's all so silly. That's why everybody should just... Just just shut the fuck up. Well, <clears throat> no, I mean, seriously. Yeah, like, no, I everybody, agree. Because you know what, though? There are, because on, on the flip side of that, you've got, you know, you've got your rabid, you know, you've got your rabid Christians out there. You've got your right. fundamentalist, you know, Muslims. Yep. You've got everybody out there, okay? But it's getting to the point now where there are also, like, these fundamentalist atheists. Yeah. Which seems contradictory, but it's just like, you know what? They got to shut the fuck up, too. You know, bitching but, about but, in God we trust on money. Just well, there's, shut there's, the there's, fuck there's, up. Like everybody, just, some fights that shouldn't be fought. But there were just some things. Just like it doesn't fucking matter. My belief doesn't change your life one fucking iota. I could walk in here tomorrow and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm a I'm a I'm a born again Christian." Okay, but you should see, try this it. Is, and you'll this say, is, "Frank, shut the fuck up," and be like, "Okay." Let's but do this the is show. this is where I respectfully disagree with a distinguished gentleman from the other town. Christianity affects your life every day, and we had examples of this. It will affect your children's lives. Will your girls be able to get free birth control pills? No, because the Stepford Christian said, "No, that's not a good idea." In a bigger sense, yes, obviously. But I'm just talking that's, like that's the one-on-one. I mean. on one, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, I'm saying okay. like like personal, you know, like like I said. I mean, right. what what you believe doesn't affect what I believe. I don't no. care what the dude Preaching, down the street. On the believe. other hand, is a okay? whole other. But when effect. but when churches get political, I'm yeah. sorry, fuck you. You know, there's no that right there. Pay taxes exactly. Yeah. All right, that right there is bullshit because then what you're doing is you're using shit that affects people viscerally to make to to yeah that fucks up their head. Yeah, it's an emotional response to get votes exactly so that they can propagate their agenda exactly. But then they bitch about the gay agenda, fuckers. And then they all they all they that's then they have Viagra and they just have all these big hard dicks that they need to get sucked off in Minnesota airports. Yeah, let's move on. We got another voicemail. Uh, no, just, just what we got there. All right, so right here we have. Um, since you decided this is from Reverend Scott, yeah. since you decided to skip reading my email last week, we just forgot. Likely out of fear. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of anything. <laughs> here is the message again, along with a new segment. Here it is, guys. Uh, it is I, the poster child for penis jokes. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I almost, I almost read this the <laughs> the poster of child penis jokes. Oh, the Joker of child 
penis joke posters. <laughs> anyway, the poster child for penis jokes, Reverend Scott. I have a little something to tell you before you play my segment. Of all the people to slam um, Banner's plan on the debt ceiling, I would have to. It would have to be Michelle Bachman. I'd be dead in my bed before I agree with something she says over my dead body. If you know what I mean, and I think you do. <laughs> Peace and love, Rev Scott. All right, you ready? Let's do it. All right, there it is. It's a long show. Hey, That's Chris and said. Frank. It's Reverend Scott. Oh, hey. this guy. Ah, oh, this so, guy. As you may or may not know, this is episode 155 of Are You Serious? I don't even understand how that's possible. I know, right? (laughs) That means next week is episode 156 and your three-year anniversary show. Based on what I did for Outside the Cinema's three-year anniversary, I have a lot to live up to. And that's a lot of pressure that I don't really want. That's why I'm going to quit doing segments for Are You Serious after this week. Peace and love, guys. Just kidding. You know I wouldn't do that, even though I'm sure you'd respect my choice to do so. I would beat the fuck out of that piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, I I know you're just kidding around. I would have my hand on that fucker's throat. Relentlessly. His eyes beating him. out like he was a Nazi in in Raiders of the Lost. Oh, no, I would tenderize his face like it was a steak. (laughs) Like, you remember remember Fight Club? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Now, I know you guys are probably not going to tell anybody what you're doing next week on the show. Watching Norwegian porn. A bunch of big, like, like fat gay guy, like big fat gay guys, which was weird. I'm not telling either, <laughs> but I'll just say this. It's taken a few weeks to prepare for it, and uh, I think I'll keep it brief this week so I can further prepare. Besides, I'm sure this part of the show has gone on long enough. I mean, you surely didn't skip reading my email two weeks in a row, did you? No. It's like, all right, let's fuck them some more. (laughs) Anyways, I better let you guys go. I know you have to come up with more ideas on how to fill time slots on next week's show. You just want to fill all available slots. (laughs) And I know you're kind of scrambling, you know, due to some ideas you posted on Facebook about it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to do it with, you know, three kids and a six-month-old. Good idea, Frank. So as I leave you, here's the suggestion. Fill one slot with my possibly very long segment. And a fucking fist. Gross. Peace and love, guys. Like the Vatican said it was the 60s that was responsible for all of the molestations. It was all the cock. <laughs> there was just a whole lot of cock. I'm just fucking giving these to Scott now, aren't I? This whole show's a fucking disaster. The campaign should be, I love giant cow balls. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, I don't even remember saying half that stuff. That's because you said parts in one part. Oh, I know, I know, but still, like, God damn him. (sighs) That's funny. Good shit. Yeah? I'm a little terrified about next week. Wow, yeah, I guess we are 156. That is three years worth of... It is three years with it, but we, we had released a couple, like, we had a couple like of two like, in a week. Because we, yeah, at we one point we were we were splitting the political with the with the, with entertainment, the entertainment up until the election. Yeah, because we had we would yeah release two shows in a row or something like yeah, that. Because that was real early on. Yeah, when did we release the first show? It was like October it was or something September like that. September twenty second. But we could we could say next week's the three year anniversary. Nobody's gonna know. They will now since you. Nobody just even it. listens to this show. That's true. Except the very nice people that wrote in. Exactly. And three of those were from me anyway. <laughs>
<laughs> I only write in my diary. <laughs> All right. Um, we're over three hours, and we don't have we the really? beginning or the end on. Holy fuck. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. I have to go edit a movie. Because <laughs> those little fuckers can't be left alone tomorrow. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> want to want to end it? Let's end it. Are you serious? <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. Send us more emails because we read them. Yes. And thank you. Thank you, everybody that, that wrote in, even if Frank still disagrees with you. I understand. What would I disagree on? The Amy Winehouse stuff? or the Pretty, pretty much. And the, and the other thing you disagreed with? What did I disagree with? No, actually, we didn't disagree on the, um, the dropout stuff. The dropout thing? Yeah. We made it clear why that story pissed us off. Because we were tired, drunk, and... We're thinking of someone else. This is true. We should definitely be drunk next week. Three years. <sighs> oh, boy. All right. So it's, did we do the phone number? 206-338-3094? Yeah, we just did. All right. All right. Have, have a great week, time. folks. All right. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye. Johnny is an atheist who happens to be wealthy. He likely obtained his wealth through unethical business practices, or he was a spoiled brat with rich parents. Foolishly using material possessions, Johnny tries to fill a God-shaped hole in his heart. God probably allows Johnny to be wealthy now because he knows that Johnny will suffer forever in hell. So because God is kind, he is letting Johnny experience happiness during his life on earth. Billy is a Christian who happens to be wealthy. It is obvious that God has truly blessed Billy's life. He is reaping the rewards of a Christian lifestyle. Billy probably pulled himself up by his bootstraps and is no doubt a pillar of society, providing employment and support for his community. Johnny is an impoverished atheist. Johnny's poverty is likely a direct result of his atheism. He's probably a lazy liberal looking to leech off the system. He suffers this lot in life, this condemnation, because he rejects God. Moreover, he doesn't believe there's an afterlife, so why should he care about anything? Life has no meaning, so it's no wonder he's a bum. Billy is an impoverished Christian. Worry not, Billy, in the kingdom of heaven, the last will be first and the first will be last. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So, in the end, you will have the last laugh, won't you, Billy? Johnny is an atheist who has been stricken with cancer and has lost loved ones. Atheists are naturally miserable people. It is very apparent that God has given up on Johnny. Johnny has nobody to blame for his hardships except himself. God has punished him, and God is always just. If he converted, if he genuinely sought God and allowed God to work in his life, then his life would be turned around. 
Billy is a Christian who has been stricken with cancer and has lost loved ones. Billy is such a good-natured person, but he has had to endure hardships because, like Job, God is testing him. God is giving Billy an opportunity to prove his faithfulness, and God is helping to build Billy's character through tribulation. Happiness cannot exist without sadness. Good cannot exist without evil. Remember, God works in mysterious ways. We should all pray for Billy. Johnny is an atheist who talks about his atheism openly. Therefore, he is disrespectful and bigoted against people who believe in God. If Johnny leads a sad life with many troubles, then it is likely he blames God and hates God, which is why he openly mocks God. But if Johnny leads a happy life with few troubles, then he has no fear of God, which is why he openly mocks God. Deep down, Johnny knows he's a depraved sinner, and he uses his unabashed atheist evangelism to pull others down with him so that he will have an audience for his hate speech. Billy is a Christian who talks about his religion openly. He boisterously spreads the good news. He's a proud Christian and not ashamed to show it. Billy feels free to use blanket statements that begin with the words, You atheists, and... Atheists are always like this or that. He may feel free to use atheist stereotypes and generalizations without fear that he will ever be considered bigoted. He may feel free to make fun of atheists and even show open hostility toward them. That is what is known as righteous indignation. He is to be commended. He is a prayer warrior. Billy is a teenage Christian. He's such a good boy. To be born again at such a young age, he's destined to do great things. He's a fine example to his friends, and he's the pride of his church. Johnny is a teenage atheist. He's just rebelling against his parents. His disbelief that a man walked on water and came back to life couldn't possibly be sincere. Atheism is just hip and trendy at the moment. It's just a phase, and he'll grow out of it soon enough. He's probably just trying to fit in with his juvenile delinquent friends, or impress some girl, or, God forbid, some boy. Johnny is an atheist who committed a double homicide. <laughs> is it really a surprise that Johnny went off the deep end and killed some people? That's what happens when you don't make God a priority in your life. If he doesn't care about God, then why would he care about you? Billy is a Christian who committed a double homicide. Well, Billy may have said that he was a Christian, and he may have even thought it. But he wasn't really, really a Christian. Clearly, the devil influenced his life. Johnny is an atheist who cheated on his wife. Well, of course Johnny cheated on his wife. Their vows weren't sacred. Why even bother getting married? If you believe that you came from an ape, then you're going to act like an ape. Billy is a Christian who cheated on his wife. But only God can judge him. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Billy is struggling with his sin, his cross to bear. But if God can forgive him, then so can I. Johnny is an intelligent atheist with a fancy degree. Johnny may seem smart, sure, but he was likely indoctrinated by his ultra-liberal elitist education. Having a big vocabulary with complex words doesn't necessarily mean you're smart. Furthermore, anybody can go online and learn the same facts Johnny learned, and they don't need a fancy degree to do it. Christian Billy is very intellectual, and he believes in God. 
So maybe you should too. When Billy obtains his doctorate, all of his arguments for Christianity will have more credibility because he will be Dr. Billy. Feel free to use his quotes and opinions as your personal appeal to authority, even quotes and opinions not associated with his area of expertise. Johnny is an atheist who likes to debate theology. Why does Johnny even care? He should just let people believe whatever they want to believe. He's an arrogant god-mocker who is just trying to make himself feel superior. Why does he waste his life doing this? The world has bigger problems to worry about. He is deplorable. Christian Billy may feel free to debate any and all other religions to his heart's content. With complete impunity, he may even call the gods of other religions false or demonic. He's a shrewd apologist, defending God and making atheists and false religions look silly. He is admirable. Johnny is a charitable atheist. Johnny only gives to charity to try to make atheists look good. Billy is a charitable Christian. Billy gives to charity because he is selfless, and he genuinely cares about his fellow human beings. Atheist Johnny admits that he can't disprove God's existence. Though he doesn't believe in a God, he admits that he can't be 100% certain that a God doesn't exist. So, why does he remain so dismissive? about the possibility of a god. After all, Johnny doesn't know everything there is to know. Johnny must be very arrogant. Christian Billy is 100% certain that God is real and that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. He couldn't possibly imagine being wrong about that. Billy is very humble. End of line.